I can't find it, the blue piece tonight. Oh no. And I've been tasking for this moment for all my life. Oh no. Can oh, you no. Can you find me the blue piece tonight? Oh no. Oh no. And welcome back to WTF and Vonadil with Spicy and Fox Danger. The Fox Collins. The Fox Collins with that sick ass drum solo. <laughs> uh, do you remember the very first time you got on Choose to Be Thief? Oh no. Uh, and, to, and today. Oh no. Oh lord. Indeed. We are uh, doing what is fun in Vonadil in 11 and uh, perhaps in general because we have an email. We have a question we weren't asked, but we're going to answer anyway. We have some Discord feedback, and we have uh, ourselves, and I think ourselves is all we really need. Right, Fox? Yeah, man. Because I hear that we can find some ways to have fun. You bet your blue peas we or, can. Or something. Yeah. I blue peas. I don't know how long uh, we're going to keep the blue peas cold opens here, but I have another blue peas idea in mind already, so maybe we'll keep it until everyone hates it. If you don't hate it already. Yeah, man. We'll see. So, how are you, Fox? Uh, I'd say I'm doing pretty good. Um, just turned in a project for school that I'm glad to have turned in, but I don't have any feedback on yet. Uh, I actually ended up using our uh, our GitHub as, as part of it, too. Did the teacher comment yeah. on the chocobo hanging itself with a noose? No, I haven't gotten any feedback on it yet. Oh, but that's yeah, a shame. I, 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 I had to like give out some like programming examples and stuff like that. So like I used like my final project for one of my Java classes, like some of my Lua work, and that's about it. Um, but whatever. But yeah, I turned that thing in. I'm glad to have that turned in. I have to turn in like a final version like two weeks from now. But it's whatever. Hey, school stuff. Yeah, I'm sure some people can relate. Um, other than that, it's just optimizing Odyssey runs and doing the math. I think optimizing is a bit of an understatement based on the notepad you sent me pre-show here. Yeah, I just realized that like no one aside from me has actually seen what I do for these runs and it's scary. When, and when I go through and like write the strat, like the strat I write is sometimes like a wall of text, but it's very colors and shapes by comparison. Uh colors and shapes I guess works for that uh analogy. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, so I do that stuff. Um I've been writing Lewis lately. Um Yes, I just put the ninja out. one in the uh spicy Ryan GitHub before the show here. Yeah, thanks for doing that. Well thank uh, you for making it, jeez. Well otherwise they wouldn't get anywhere. Like I, I guess I could post them to the Discord and they could die somewhere in a channel, but anyway uh the squeaky wheel gets the grease. I suppose. And I am very, so, very squeaky fox. If people find like bugs in them or anything, just let me know. Uh, I can go back through and I can fix it. Um or I'll let you know that it's not a bug if it's not and it's working as intended. Uh I don't plan on having a lot of super in-depth conversations about them, of course, because uh, if you break your Lua, I'm not going to fix it. It's right there at the top for you to read. Uh, but I did want them out there so that people would know better how to like gear jobs or at least get in my mindset of gearing jobs if they need that kind of help. And then also it helps streamline the job with like minimal flip switches despite how long it looks. So that's just kind of my goal there. Um, but outside of like writing Lua's and stuff, um, next is my Beastmaster is uh, the next one I'm going to try to do. Um, I don't have a whole lot else going on 
Um, what about you, man? So I'm continuing with our trend here of obnoxious fruit beers, just because at this point, oh, yeah. I, I, it's, it's like the blue peas cold open. I just have to keep doing it. I don't want to drink these. I would never normally buy these, but I'm, I'm, I'm consuming them for the pure pain of pleasure uh, <laughs> that is whatever the fuck these things are. So today, it is uh, Bell's Brewery, which is a good brewery, uh, but it is a, uh, a wheat ale with mango, guava, and passion fruit, and it, uh, it smells like uh, a beverage. It smells like, I don't want to say someone slapped a grapefruit against a pussy, but... But you just did. And now yeah, that image is there for everyone. It it just smells like an overly ripened yet somewhat tangy item here. Uh, I, I haven't even tried it yet, but... And guys, he hasn't even described the sediment to you yet. Oh, yes. The, the, um, yeah, I just tried it. Um yeah. And it's a beer too, because like yeah. whenever you have sediment in beverages, usually, you know, it's they're not meant filtered. to be shaken slightly or something. Oh, I, I should even, even just Yeah, well, I mean it's a beer, you probably shouldn't be shaking it, but Well, not not like a yeah. Not like a soda. Yeah. Alright, alright. Yeah, the entire bottom is covered in this thick uh sediment. I mean you can see it's not filtered, which I, I that's cool. Uh I'm down with that. But uh it's like it's it's like if you had like a tang or a, I mean I've never had tang in my life I just know of it or like a you know some sort of powdered high C uh, sort of fruit beverage kind of thing Kool Aid or something and the bottom is still covered in like unstirred sediment that's that's kind of it's it's a bit thick and this uh, this is this is interesting uh, would you say it's a kick in a glass uh, I would say the back here Oberon shines vibrant and bright in this limited release oh God it's not limited enough. Brewed with real passion fruit, pink guava, and mango, this ale takes your favorite summer beer to new shores. Many drink umbrellas sold separately. Ooh. I like how you described it as grapefruit being slapped against a pussy. There was not grapefruit anywhere in that description. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's what it would. It, it smells like that, man. It's like if someone put some citrus near a, a you know, a, a ripe vag. Good job, man. I, you know, so otherwise, <laughs> man, if we didn't, if we didn't earn our NSFW rating, we sure have now. I think that's the first time I've said the word pussy on this entire production here. And uh, this is episode 45, I believe. Pretty sure that was a first for right badge, too. Yeah, right badge is much more appropriate. Fair. I, I do believe, you know, this it's, it's the more I have this, there's, there's some layers here of different fruit that are coming out here. Definitely getting that, that mango now. Um, I, I do believe we are NSF, uh, on Apple podcast, whatever. And I don't think anyone else makes us really do that otherwise, because of course Apple would, but otherwise, yes, yeah. we are, uh, we are definitely marked not for children or not for kids on YouTube. That's for sure. No way. <sighs> for well, don't worry. Kids don't play this game anyway. Right. So yes, only 40 year old men and perhaps older, but that's, what's fun. Right. Fox. Yeah, man. <laughs> to see to see people the same way they they were then as they are now. So I've it's been amazing. personally, yeah, no, nothing ever changes. So I've been uh, all right, been doing my usual self. Uh, I have all these things in my head, and as soon as we start, it's just gone. So personally, I have nothing new to report. But uh, 
You know, we have other stuff in the works that is in my, it's in my mind because I'm thinking about the, the show. So we have a couple lore episodes in the works. We're talking about with Thaddeus doing a Sam lore episode. That's right. Not what is samurai, just samurai lore, because samurai itself is not worth covering. Much like Warrior. We were asked about Warrior by, uh, who was Many it? Many people. No, not once. It, we've been asked a couple times, but it was, it was Lucifer was asking about Warrior, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah, Lucifer. We mentioned them a couple times the past couple episodes. Then they're in the Discord here, and they'd asked about it. It's like, uh, no one plays Warrior. It's the least likely we're ever going to do. If anyone wants to do Warrior, they'd have to come on. Uh, you know, stuff like that. But otherwise, to wrap up how I am, um, as I like to tell people, when you can't see happiness, find the happiness within. Uh, <laughs> oh? I, I, I just, I came up with it on the spot one day, and I'm like, yeah, that, that works as a phrase. And, uh, you know, life isn't always happy, but if you can be happy with yourself, then you can be happy. Fair enough, man. Yeah. I, 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 try, I keep it simple like that. That's, uh, that's how I roll. Okay. Well, I uh, suppose this, that's all we... Uh... This beer. Mm, I, would nef- I would never buy this. I could see someone liking this, but... Ooh, it is... To be honest, I don't like fruit beer, but I would usually try whatever beer is put in front of me. Like, it's on very... A basis. The guava is overwhelming in this. I'm certain it is. Guava, guava. Who wants to? Who wants to hear a funny ass joke? So we have a few things tonight. First, do we want to cover the sex swing? Is is the sex swing happening right oh, now? God. Yes, because it was yeah. requested. The sex swing has come up uh, the past three days, and I don't know how it first. It came up with Funkworks. He was listening to an episode, I think, a couple episodes ago, and he mentioned the sex swing. Plus one, of course, it's plus one, and there's even a page on BG now. For sex swing plus one. So now that's yeah, it, saw that. it, it's <laughs> it's got its own page. It has its own page. And it has its own screenshot. And uh I don't know. At everything we've done. Oh, this fruit beer is killing my throat. At everything we've done, I don't know how this like spontaneously combusted out of nothing, and now it's a uh it's it's like it's the biggest thing next to daddy's love is the sex swing. Oh man. So, uh, so the history of the sex wing plus one, uh, <laughs> plus one. comes from. Uh, do you want to read the description uh, first of the sex wing? Sh- uh, yeah, do you, you should I pull it up? up? You have it pulled up? Uh, you know, hold on. BG is loading. Uh, hold on. It was pretty good. Yeah. Funkworks created the description for this because oh, it even comes up right away in the instant search. He definitely won up my meme. That's for sure. Oh yes, yes. So sex wing plus one furnishing. These are so comfortable, you could take a nap or read a book in it. The padded straps on this upgraded model have no peer. The comfort comes at a cost. Moglification resists gravity, dimensions well hung, or strength 69 fire. Excellent. Can only be synthesized by the fox danger. Which is true, I've got a screenshot. <laughs> it's, it's very well done, he has a screenshot. Yeah, so the, the history of the, the sex swing plus one uh, comes from when... Uh... I was in my previous uh, link show, LOL lock style. Uh, everyone happened to be on this big crafting kick or whatever. So all I ever saw for like three straight weeks was just constantly all oh, such and such crafting, such and such this crafting, crafting, crafting. And finally, I, like, I was doing my cloth craft at the time. Also, I was just finishing it off to 110 or whatever and doing all my subcrafts. And uh, I go through and I'm like, fine, fine. You know what? I'm just going to I'm just going to put this to rest here. So I, I decided to. Uh, to make a, myself a, a a sex wing plus one and to screenshot the, the synthesis. So I did that, and then I I put it in the Discord and told them to get on my level. 
which is pretty great. But I, I think it came up in passing uh, when we were talking about crafting with Funk, and then it like went away for the longest time. Then I think someone watched the uh, crafting episode and then brought it up again, and it like resurfaced. And I guess I owed you know Funk a uh, a picture or or the picture of the sex swing that I was talking about. So I think that's where that comes from. It was a it's definitely a thing. Or did I lose you? No, no, I was just slapped by someone named Iceland in game. I'm usually never in front of the game, and um, I, I'm in front of the game tonight because Carrot wanted to sleep, so she got the bedroom. I only have two rooms. I have like, um, like 900 square feet because that's all I need, which is uh, I think pre-show I, I typed it into Google. It's like 83 square meters, which is not a lot. Oh. But um, so there's the kitchen, there's the living room attached to each other, and. Then there's the bedroom. So I usually go to the bedroom, but she wanted to sleep and do whatever. So I've taken. So now I'm sitting here at my uh, desk in front of the game, as I usually never am. And I'm getting all these things like someone just slapped me named Iceland. And I said, Iceland would never slap me. And they said, yes, they would. Because I've been to Iceland and Iceland is a uh, a wonderful place. And yeah, I'm uh, pretty sure they would just stay neutral. Yeah. Well, they're not Switzerland, but they, they would stay neutral <laughs> due to their their lack of weight because they're a small little beautiful little island. But, um, yes, you didn't lose me. I was just distracted because I, I get distracted by things like this because I usually I ignore everything. But uh, I saw Iceland and I'm like, well, what's this Iceland here? I have to look at this because I have yeah. I had a friend. The one who moved away was from Iceland and he gave me uh, Brendavine, I believe it is, is their one of their drinks. Besides, you know, Aquavit is all uh, Norse Scandinavian. Uh, I Aquavit is, is universal, of course, but they gave me like Brendavine from Iceland. But he gave it to me in this little knitted like his i think his mother knitted this item which is why I, I i cherish this item and it's like a random item to cherish it's like a little knitted jacket around this 375 milliliter bottle of brendavine that i keep in the freezer because you want to keep the item cold but they have a knitted jacket around it like it's like a person would fit in this jacket like a mini person and it's got like a little hood with the neck and like there's a little strap around it it's 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 literally uh, a Brendavine and uh, I think I'm impressed. I wonder it wrong, if it would. Uh, I wonder if it would fit my He-Man action figure. I don't know. I don't want to take a picture of this, but it's like it's like someone knitted this or crocheted even. I think it's crocheted like this little little jacket around a half bottle of alcohol that to keep in the freezer. And it's just like the, right. it's one of the coolest things I've ever gotten as a gift ever. And that was I got that uh, one year and the other year I just asked for. Uh, herring and mustard sauce from Iceland, and that's what I received was delicious herring and mustard sauce. Oh my god, it was good. Yeah, it seems legit. I enjoy things like that. You know, I do too, and I don't get that gift often enough for, like, you know, special occasions or anything. I don't have enough friends to ask that gift from. <laughs> right. I would definitely not give them this gift of Bell's Oberon wheat ale with mango, guava, and passion fruit. That's for damn sure. <laughs> so I yelled beforehand tonight if anyone had any questions. I yelled in the Sura, of course, as a mistake would be, if anyone yeah. had any questions before we went on. And, of course, David Gilmore asked a dumb question about why isn't Black Mage relevant, because, of course, David Gilmore did. Last time, they didn't understand um, something really simple. It was like, uh, it was it was like bars. How after, how after glows work? It was, oh, no, that was someone else. Uh. Uh, it was just something ridiculous, like, um, oh, it was, it was, it was Shell. David Gilmore yells, are we sure that Shell's just not magic defense bonus instead of MDT? It's like, no, we, we know that, you know, it's like, could someone else give me an uh, explanation? And it was like, someone else said, no, it's also magic damage taking. It's like, well, multiple people have given me opinions here. Therefore, it's enough 
un- unconfirmed opinions to base my uh, ideas off of. I was like, dude, just type it into BG, you asshole. It's enough yeah, opinions like, to base my, my views off of, he says. Sounds like poor trolling. And like also the reason why people will like look at these things and go, oh, yeah, I guess that there isn't enough information. Just like take that to heart. Yeah, that's how things tend to It's work just detrimental. Somehow. Yeah. But uh, congratulations. You get a standing ovation from me for being generically detrimental. Thank you, David Gilmore. Kame- yeah, David Gilmore, the, the champ here. Kamehameha, uh, someone I killed in Domain Invasion like four days ago. I remember the screenshot. Yes, I posted. I just started, like, three people got charmed in Domain Invasion, so I just killed everyone that was there. And I just I just stood back, I stopped meleeing, and I waited for people to get charmed. I just, as soon as they got charmed, I went and just killed them. And I just killed, I killed, like, three people in a minute. <laughs> they just kept spamming charm on people who didn't wear proper magic you know, invasion, and I just killed them all. So this person yelled, yeah, why'd you kill me? You know, this episode is about like what fun is. So hey, that's pretty one of the fun. one of the one of the fun things that I did once was or that I used to do actually is I would go out to domain invasion on summoner and just like stand there and wait for people to get charmed and I would just wait with Odin ready. <laughs> that's, and that's I just I just always that. wanted I always wanted to Zanit Zook in a player. And I still have not been able to do that to this day. Like, that's I, a I shame. Would, yeah, I keep trying. I'll I'll randomly do it, but it just it just never lines up. Unfortunately, the worst when I've had someone I I wasn't properly prepared, and somehow I was the number one target of hate. So this person got charmed and killed me, and I didn't think it was going to happen. I didn't have any buffs on. I was like, oh, I'll just kill whoever gets charmed real quick. But somehow I was number one in the hate list when this person got charmed. Don't ask me how. I wasn't fighting, so. Uh, that happened. And it's, that's that's fun to me. It's like I go out to kill people, but I end up being killed. I'm like, ah, uh, hoist my, my own petard. Yeah. Well, I also used to counter fund people. Like, if I was on Geo or something, because I was in some event or whatever, I'd go out to Domain Invasion. If it happened to be in Rising Jima, I'd wait to see if anyone got charmed. And um, we had this one Dark Knight in the Link Shell who intentionally got themselves charmed. <laughs> so I immediately Thunder Fived him. And then he was no longer charmed. It was pretty great. See, the only time I get kind of annoyed with charm is in divergence when someone wants to kill you because now you've actively made the run kind of bad. It's like I could see killing a, a Geo or something because it's a Geo. But right. when I'm the tank and I get charmed because I'm trying to protect people and get killed, that happened a bunch of times. I got actually upset at one point. I'm like, dude, we're trying to farm. The run's bad enough. Do you really have to kill me? And then and, you know that, that kind of ended that. But it happened several times when I used to run diversions. Everyone wants to kill everyone. I killed Murr once, and, and he's like, oh, I have to kill Spicy now. And like he obsessed of just, not obsessed, but like whenever the opportunity came, like he wanted to kill me back. Like, I could see that. Yeah, he just like kind of kept it around with him. He had to keep trying to get me. That, sound, that sounds so accurate, actually. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Let's see. So we've covered the Sex Wing. We've covered the Ninja Lua. We've covered uh, Sam Lore being covered soon. So worst post of the week goes to... The infamous Kuro Ganashi here. And Oh, is this not one I've seen? No, it was it was posted uh let me scroll up. I'll, I'll see his ugly mug. There it is. His stoner looking face. <laughs> I'm not nice. Oh, you're expecting me to scroll. Okay. Um Carrot posted it. I didn't find this. It was in the random thoughts thread, I believe, on Auction House uh the sixth, so yesterday. And he posted anyone know who's in charge of Final Fantasy Auction House? Oh, that one. <laughs> yes. And yes, that that's just... I, there, many things can be said. And if anyone's ever seen Kuroganashi and his Mandragora costume and what we assume is his pretending-to-be-girlfriend, Mysticat, if anyone's seen that, then that's 
also why this was chosen as the worst post, because anyone asking that would be, you know, okay, someone doesn't know, whatever, that's fine. But, however, although, on the other hand, uh-huh. to be this person and do that means, oh, no, nah, that's it. That's the worst post. Yeah, I'll, I, I could only think of just who some doesn't idiot know Rooks? putting a, well, I, I could only think of some idiot putting together, like, some sort of, like, letter. <laughs> like, they have to complain about something. Back in, is, it, is that person who always talks to customer service and they're like, I want to talk to the highest person I can. I think back in 2011 was the big year of internet petitions. And on Auction House, you'd see uh, people just posting these internet petitions all the time. Internet petition for a new expansion, internet petition for a 75 cap server was later, but just internet petitions everywhere and stuff like that. But who doesn't know Rooks, let alone like Scrag is in charge of Auction House with two G's, I believe. But who doesn't know Rooks? Like, Pop Rooks. Who, who doesn't know Rooks? Rooks is, like, the most one of the most infamous faces in this community. Nefarious faces in this community. He's banned people. Nefarious. He's, he's nefarious. He's nefarious. He's banned people several times over. Sometimes he he's banned people wait, wait, three wait. times over. He's considered nefarious because he regulates? Yes, yes, he I is. I think a, we need a redefinition nefarious here. You know, you know, I think regulation should just be done very sparsely. Oh, okay. <laughs> Says the guy who's banned from everything. No, I uh, posted on uh, BG's forums recently. Someone made some new maps for um, Shoal, I think, C. Uh, but they were very adamant that the existing maps are wholly insufficient and absolute dog shit, in other words. So they made oh. new maps, and I was uh, conversing with this person in a place I am not banned, but no one posts, except this person did. So looks like we have some new maps for uh, Shoal uh, a year later. It's not maybe a year later, but close enough to a year later coming for everyone who needs them. Oh boy. Maybe we'll get maps for diversions next. Um, they, I thought we had maps for they, diversions. Yeah, they're, they exist. I mean, you don't really need them, though. Yes, exactly the point. I like, mean, diversions is like so linear. I, I've actually had people ask about that before, too. It's like, oh, could you put, could you put maps? Could you make maps for us? Because I used to make a lot of like utilities and like resources for LS and stuff. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to make maps. It's it's streamlined. Just follow instructions. Just go from one end of the zone to the other. That's that's how you do dynamics, guys. I will say this beer is not as bad as the uh, Spellbound Brewing uh, Trippel Creek, whatever it was, the cherry uh, Belgian impersonation that was absolutely, you know, scarring. It's not as bad as that. Are we going to have to do, have you do like a beer ranker on the on the beers that you've done? Uh you know, I considered it's opening your, a wine, but. I, I wanted to do something bad instead of a wine, so this F tier beer. I would put this. I would put. Um, yeah, if e, if F is worse than E, I would put the Spellbound at an F, and I'd put this at a D. Definitely a D, maybe an E, but it's it's. We'll put it in D range here. I'm taking the D tonight. Oh boy. Oof. I believe it. So, otherwise, we have question we weren't asked question we were asked weren't asked but we're going to answer anyway and it's on reddit because of course most things we discuss are on reddit because how could you not we're not going to discuss this this garbage carousing celine meme someone pasted uh a more bowl over drake's face here because apparently content's hard and funny <laughs> but uh the state of tank jobs in 2021 by blind fleb Thanks, man. And they ask, I have begun to see a change in the community's opinions of tank jobs with the addition of Odyssey. 
Before, this content, while Paladin and Rune were both serviceable tanks, people overwhelmingly favored Rune. This trend is now reversed as Odyssey is the newest content and Paladin shines in that event. I see people gearing up Paladin. I wanted to ask the community here if that is a shared experience and ask what tank they would advise someone develop for the game in 2021. I know that shit is situational. What your link shell needs varies, <laughs> but I'd be interested in both personal opinions and opinions that can be more general. Okay. Okay, so the place I would like to start in this question... Opinions is, that could be more general, which would be like, personal opinions. Good. Yeah, I, I honestly, the personal opinions I give are fairly general for a reason as well. This is like when you, I type I things up, be, and I just yeah. like hit the keyboard. Words, words. Okay. So just just the notion that they want to ask the community here if there's a shared experience and ask what tank they would advise someone to develop in the game for 2021 and immediately follow it with I know that shit is situational. Like let's if anyone wants to take a moment and just do on that, like feel free to pause us. What is the exact <laughs> measurement I need for success? I know that's very situational, but what's the exact the success will vary, but I need the exacts of this. Yeah, exactly. Your mileage like, will if, vary, but what is the exact mileage? Like, if that doesn't strike you as something that's wrong, I don't want to make fun of people listening, but I, that's something you should try to reevaluate, honestly. Um, and I've been if, tasking for this moment for all my life. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, oh no. no, indeed. Thank you, Phil. Uh, okay, so state of tank jobs in 2021. Now, the, the immediate knee-jerk response that I get to this is the meta is only going to be influenced by the people who talk the loudest. And honestly, there are content creators out here that have been pushing certain tank jobs over other tank jobs. So it's Wait, a matter of visibility. I don't happen to partake in the uh, public peed in pool that is uh, content creators for this game. And I don't happen to watch anyone's channels or watch their streams or anything like that. So is that when you say content creators are pushing, is there like actual references of content creators that can yeah. be referred to because i don't i don't yeah, so actually take it for example um like ruomoko for example has been on a big paladin kick lately okay so visibly that's what the community sees when they search for final fantasy 11 something right final fantasy 11 yeah. tank or I'd final fantasy so. 11 whatever and regardless of what that opinion is or how valid it could possibly be because honestly paladin is a very good tank in odyssey specifically and that is the hot button you know content that people do right now because uh, how good the gear is um, then yeah, obviously you're, you're going to find a lot of, um, input on Paladin specifically, but it's not exactly a fair outlook on it because you're only finding content out there saying to use Paladin you're not really hearing the argument of the other side as to why you wouldn't use like rune or you wouldn't use ninja or something like that. And honestly, it takes a lot more setup to use like ninja specifically but even rune um you would want to take other things into account you want a rune that understands what their mid are like and things like that yeah. so the, the state of tank jobs is not really something where the job itself has any particular problem it's a matter of the people trying to play the job and looking into the job only researching what they can find easily and it's basically the lowest hanging fruit as far as what's going to be available or the availability of what's going to be able to be explained to them I'll like say, you'd have to do a lot more work to be able to find out why you would bring a rune and how to bring a rune over how to bring a paladin because people are just going to be like, okay, you bring a great shield and you stack on a lot of defense and call it a day. I'll say the algorithm certainly favors certain people like Rua 
Um, yeah. Because to be fair, there's not too many people in the space because it's a very small space. You're not gonna you're not gonna meet your YouTube dreams here of being a recognized content creator making these uh, ad deals and and revenue from YouTube. You know, it's not gonna happen. So a lot of people look forward to that apparently. <clears throat> well, the information on Peloton isn't necessarily wrong though. Like, oh no, no, it's not. I'm, I'm not. It's nothing to do with the content. I'm just. I'm just saying it's a very small space, therefore you don't see many people because there's not too much money to chase. And I was not referring to us when I said that. I was referring to anyway. Yeah, I don't different perspectives. Different. No, I I just it it came to mind. Different perspectives, but um, yeah, as as a small pool would have when one person talks, the echoes ripple there in that pool, and it covers the length of the pool instead of being a splash in the pond. And that's all people do see in this game. Because honestly, the community may be growing in terms of what the team is reporting to us over at SC. Which it seems very plausible it would be growing. They would have no reason not to be because it survived this long. And you can't go down without going out at this point, in my opinion. So it, it makes sense to be growing. Because, uh, shit, we, we haven't gotten anywhere, Fox, right? No. And to have... Very few people talking about tanks who actually know what they're talking about. Like, Ruin knows what he's talking about. Um, 9.8 times out of 10, which is about the best you could hope for, I'd say. Yeah. Maybe, maybe 9.5. Who knows? No, there's no numbers to this. It's shit is situational, Fox. You know. Situational numbers you're pulling out of your ass to uh, pay yes. attention. Yes. Your mileage absolutely. may vary. Your mileage will absolutely vary. But it doesn't make it any less true. But yes, I think... So, with Rune Fencer in the past... The, the narrative was how great Lionheart was in OP, therefore Rune's the greatest because Apple Tree is a huge thing. and da, 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 da. So for all these years, especially with Black Mage leading into that, making Rune the preferred tank, that was the narrative forever. And it takes a long time for the community to ever hear anything otherwise because all, let's be honest, all the community is is just parroting. So someone yep. says, Brah! Paladin is like, do you hear that Paladin? And then just everyone just fucking goes off, Paladin. <laughs> yeah, it's the lowest hanging fruit. It's yes, and so so Ru would be talking about Paladin because Paladin's absolutely great, and that would be, I think, more of his take. Um, I don't know him long enough to say he would prefer Paladin over Runefencer, but it seems that way. So that would be, the, you know, there's nothing going on, and that's why it appears more dominant in the community. It's because, yeah, Rua does something, and I'm not saying he caused it, but just Rua does something, and then, you know, 50 people see it, and then those 50 people have a link shell, and it just, yeah, everyone sees it. So it, people took Rune for specific things. Those things are no longer applicable, and apparently Paladin now in everyone's minds is this juggernaut uh, because of Majesty, which the only majesty and shield changes were the only changes to paladin. Suddenly now it's it's a hundred percent fixed and everything is uh, different and and you know the world is anew and the Wizard of Oz is in color and you know I, I just got to do this paladin thing. It's the greatest. I played paladin before all these changes. Um, I was newer to paladin before all these changes, but I, I did start it up because I wanted to try something that wasn't rune. That was actually my uh, you know why I got into it. Um, and then they made the Paladin changes, and I was thrilled, of course. But uh, Paladin didn't have as much trouble as people say it had, to be totally honest. It just, well, just got weren't very a good. lot stronger. Yeah, and I mean, there's a lot of people who played it in a very token way. Rigid? Um, yeah, th like, there were a lot of pieces, like, for, like even Magic Evasion. Before Sigmata came out, you could make Magic Evasion builds for Paladin. It was harder, 
Um, but the the advent of Unity um, items and the Sacro Breastplate, things like that, um, you could actually put together sets that could mimic what Sackpata did. And I was actually doing that a, a long time before um, people had such a heavy focus on Magic Evasion. And it, it was actually really nice. And one of the things uh, about it is with everyone parroting everything all the time, you get a really homogenized play experience, I guess. And if all you see are paladins getting absolutely smashed because all they're wearing is Sovron, and I'm talking about the days when this guy's referring to is when they were both serviceable tanks. Um, if you see paladins getting smashed because all they're doing is wearing Sovron gear. They still do that. Um, yeah, they, they will still do that, yes. Um, fortunately, we have Sagpata. It's very common, having, having only Sagpata is still an issue. Um, but yeah, you, you'd see him get smashed, and that would make Paladin look bad because there's, one, an inexperienced player playing Paladin, and then, two, because they're using the popular mindset of how Paladin is played, and they're getting smashed, people think it's not a great tank. Are you... I mean, I, I just look at the just look at the language used in this post. Oh, wow. um, bef- before this content, Paladin and Rune were both serviceable tanks. Like they're already talking about it in in past tense, as though Rune is not a serviceable tank any longer. Like people Man. are already formulating their opinions. I must not be able to tank Arabati unless I go on Paladin and and Ongo yeah. as well. I, I better get on Paladin for Ongo. And yeah, oh yeah. before I'm we move past this moment in time, when you say only Sakpatas is an issue, the first thing that comes to my mind as the listener is uh, that's because you also need to wear the carrier sash with Sakpatas set. So, sort of. Is that what you, you were need, saying, you or were to, you saying you, that need, you need to need... wear? Well, no. What I'm saying is Sakpatas is an issue because now Paladins will go out and just get a Sakpatas set and yeah. call it a day. Yeah, yeah, that would they, be an issue. But I figured, I figured the biggest missing gap there is carrier sash. Then obviously some accessories, but. Given besides a cape, it's whoa, it's not even carrier sash, it's the idea as to why you, you wear a carrier sash. Like, people will wear carrier sash because they've been told to wear it, but a lot of them don't even understand why they're wearing it. If you have the bar spells on you, you don't need to wear carrier sash. True, but I mean, to if I'm flying her a body, I definitely need to have it on constantly because of the spell, but I typically don't make sets where I have to. Definitely, as a linchpin of my set, make sure that Sash is there or the correct bar spell is on. And sometimes the mobs use multiple Ellie either ailments from a TP move or something of a damage in general. So sometimes yeah. I just I just wear it in general. I mean, well, sure you also, can maximize your set, but it's not a huge slot. As a rune fencer, you can just put on a rune and get that same. Protection. This is true, but as a rune fencer, generally that waste is better served to magic evasion from the belt from Carbon. Yes, the, the Asclepian. The, belt. Asclepian whatever belt that's generally better in general yeah and i mean you would want to wear it when you don't have elemental resistance that's for sure but like a lot of people they'll, they'll just wear the carrier sash because they were told to wear the carrier sash they don't actually know why they're wearing it or under what situations it doesn't actually do anything but is there anything else besides that i mean we just say sakpatas only is a problem what is what is the missing pieces there that paladins are missing in your opinion besides just sakpatas uh from what i see it's it's just attention to the the other sets that they use to to perform the job. Oh, oh. The, the biggest one is one I've talked before with the mid-casts. Yes, so like like Felgar dying in Kalunga and causing us to yes. lose an easy fight. Well, in our for our group it's easy. It's not it's not easy in general, but for our group it's a it's a pretty it should be easy for us, yes. It's a pretty sure win. Yeah, because he keeps spamming cure and his cure set got locked on from a package drop and he just sits there and dies in his cure set for like 35 seconds because he doesn't swap out of it and he just dies because he's Felgar, and he keeps spamming Cure when he doesn't have to spam Cure, because we have a white mage for Kalunga. And yeah, yeah your mid-casts are very important, which is why 
in the rune guide, since we're, you know, this, this question is perfect because we just covered rune last episode. The rune guide, that's why I start covering wearing more HP and DT in your mid cast, especially yep. your, your fast cast with Valiant sets five and five, <laughs> because <laughs> as you do, because it's, it's important. Those mid cast sets are your most vulnerable state. No one looks at a tank set and goes, Man, nothing's gonna kill me in that. They go, man, look at my midcast. I'm gonna die because I need these sets for various things like phalanx. I got caught in my phalanx set on Arabody and died because I couldn't one hour because it doesn't work in fucking Odyssey still. But and if you look at a typical situation too, where like a player will examine another player and then immediately make an, an assumption about that player based on the set they see, a lot of the times they just see the idle set or like the idle yeah. engaged set. And they'll just be like, oh, you're, you're, you're doing so great. You look exactly like what I expected you to look based on what people have told you to wear. People check me all the time. And I hope and, they think that I fight all content in a shenetic ring plus one. <laughs> right? If only. Speaking of but, which, yeah, Abject's like, coming around will... to it. He's going to get that shenetic ring because he died in Odyssey wearing his Herald's Gators to an AoE damage <laughs> because Herald's Gators will kill you. Do not wear Herald's Gators. Please get a shenetic ring plus one. You just need it. I'm not completely sold on it yet, even though I have a Janiston. You got, you, come on, you got rid of I a more... I have potency ring. You got rid of a more important ring. I did. The, the light affinity damage, um, Weatherspoon plus one, which is more magic accuracy and fast cast. It's a more it's, it's important ring. It's way better than Janiston. It's a wi- yeah. And you got rid of her for Janiston. Why? I just wanted to change. Uh, I, I like to see nice you made a, numbers. You made an interesting change, that's for sure. I'll, I'll just say interesting. Yeah. It's okay. So this again goes back to fun, I guess, which is the theme of the episode. Like, yes. not everything always has to be the best, you know. True, and you could argue that Janiston's not a good option. You could argue the pet ring's the best. You could argue the weather the best. The pet ring. You could argue the Karaya is the best because of all that deeps you can do by having a little. T- the, the amount of weapon skill damage you gain to that. And ring you're going to argue that the movement speed one is. The and best. I'm going to argue that the ability to survive and run away and do things and be able to save. All of the time in the game you could ever imagine by not having to go farm. Um, what are the feet you just farm for ninja? The the uh, Donzo Sinate. The, the Donzo Sinate. Yeah, not having to farm those, not having to run around Herald Skaters, not having to run around on fucking Warrior and Herald Skaters. Not just Which, pop- by the way, if you're listening to this, do not go and, and buy that from a merch shout. The Donzo took me like 10 minutes of farming. Yes, so well, so assume it takes 30 for anyone else, assuming they know how to pull up BG45. Uh, yeah, yeah, someone was yelling. There's been yells lately on Asura for five mil for Donzo Sunate, and I assume it's the person—I assume the person's farming something already and just trying to merc because they can. Because it's not even a blue proc; it's just a normal drop from the mob. <laughs> yeah, wrap your brain around that. Woo! It's ridiculous. Still trying to wrap my brain around this yeah, uh, fruit beer. So, like the tank estate or the state of tank jobs in 2021 isn't like a commentary about any particular job or what it brings the table it's perception. honestly i think the conversation for yeah it's the perception of tank jobs in 2021 that that is actually there because if you build your strategy around whatever your your tank that you're being used whatever their strong suit is and that tank understands their job thoroughly enough that they're not going to melt when they do an action uh then any tank should be able to do just about any content you know mechanics barring of course like if there's a specific mechanic that requires you to need an aegis for whatever reason then yeah, yeah you want to try to yeah, like Yakshi. If you're if you're solo tanking Yakshi and no one else is in the vicinity, yeah, bring an Aegis because you don't want to be stupid, right? But that's, those that's are quite very, a way of very, it. very far and few between situations, though. Aegis are dumb. Yeah, or well, okay. So the other the other argument for that is what you brought up, like Ongo, right? 
Um, Ongo, you probably want to bring a rune fencer. Yeah, because mechanically that fight wants a rune fencer. It's designed for it. And that's the whole point is SC. It's rare though. We we talked last episode about not just one wears light armor, one wears heavy armor, one carries, one doesn't. Like SC balance those jobs, their abilities, the the shortcomings of fast cast on Paladin, the exceeding fast cast on Rune, subtle blow, physical damage, less damage taken. You know all those things. Uh, as in physical damage dealt out on Rune can deal a lot more physical damage than the Paladin just by nature of how you set that job up and and the the armor it gets and the things it can do. Uh, even just Timidiation is, is nicer to have than, what, Atonement? <laughs> I mean, uh, it's, well, it's better to tank really DD good. in that than... I would say Timidiation is probably going to be better off than, like, a Savage Blade from a Paladin. Maybe, um, maybe. But, I mean... It, it's mostly the TP speed, like... Not that uh, Rune can't Savage Blades that gets 25% PDT2 while being able to do good damage. Solid I, damage, I, not I good. I think that... I think the Paladin just has to make too many sacrifices. Correct, it, yeah. So. Rune makes less Despite sacrifices because it, it doesn't have the ability to have that turtling set like a Paladin would. Yeah, and, and I just commented on Sekpot as being like the benchmark for a lot of Paladins, like access to DT gear and, and good Miva gear too, Magic Vision gear. But even in Sekpotas, when you're when you don't really have any TP bonus traits of your own and you're just sitting there in what's effectively tank gear with double attack and like no real store TP. Um, you know, you have to start making sacrifices to peel that gear off and put in like store TP gear. That's going to make you an effective set that you're already behind the ball on because you're single wield effectively the worst fencer build that you can think of because you don't actually get fencer and you, you have to wow. sit there and just build TP. And so you like, you have to write aftermath on Burt gang, but that's, it's not really getting a whole lot of bonuses off of Sakpata. That would actually get more bonuses off of using store TP instead. So it ends up being really awkward. So like from a DPS standpoint, yeah, people can talk about, you know, what Paladin can punch out like numbers wise. And it's cool that sure you can do a Savage Blade, but Rune, I think, is just way better off. It has a lot more tools available to it and it can take advantage of more sources paste. Yes, yes, it can. And I think it gets better TP gain in its gear from light armor having better TP gain over the heavy armor Paladin gets. Because it doesn't yeah. get all the same things. I mean, Sakpata is good. That's definitely what you would use. But, I mean, not definitely. I'm not talking about gear sets for Paladin here and DDing. But <laughs> that would be, you know, at the forefront there of multi-attack and defense. But when Naomi came out, Rune is not first and foremost in my mind. I'm like, great. I get to like do stuff on Blue Mage, my Dragoon gets magic evasion, da 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 da. But my first and foremost dominant thought for a job that is not first and foremost dominant in my mind was Rune Fencer. Because cool, I can weapon skill and I won't die because I'm in yep. defensive gear. And that was like <laughs> none of that caught in my weapon skill set bullshit. Oh yes. So like I got caught in my weapon skill and era body and locked into that, and I'm like, haha, it's Nayame, suck it. And I was like, I was all fine and cool because I wasn't getting hurt by the fetters and this and that. And I'm like, ah, this would never have happened if I was weapon skilling an Adamar jacket and Meganda. Uh, I mean, I still had the Meganda gloves in there for dim, uh, depending. I mean, I need to kind of fine tune it so that they don't come on in a DT set, but they come on otherwise. Um, but it's just it just felt good to know that my exact thought all those months ago that has been attained because our group is 20 at a uh, rank 25 out of 5 Naomi now, which is awesome. Uh, it's finally yeah. to fruition there. But that's the point is, outside of the specific mechanics here for tanking, I mean, if you have someone who's well-geared on Rune and well-geared on Paladin, unless you're in a situation like in Divergence where you need to like rapidly AoE pull and tank because your group's going to town, it's, it's like something weird like that. 
Not that you couldn't bring two tanks, not the, I mean, whatever you're doing. The setups may vary, obviously. Yeah. Shit situational, as they say. <laughs> um, but there's generally no reason why, overall, I mean, Rune does more damage, takes more damage, stuff like, I mean, there's no reason you can't use both. You're not like you're running out yeah. there in a warrior and, and putting on some heavy armor and be like, I'm a tank, no I'm not. And stuff like that, I mean... Yeah. To say one is better than the other and, and Rune is no longer the uh, the darling of the community, therefore it's somehow lesser, means that you fundamentally don't understand what's going on. So the answer, in my opinion, would be level which either one you want. I, I expressed in the previous episode why I like Rune. I, it plays more to how I enjoy playing, and it suits the jobs I have geared already. Fox has every job, so that's not his case, and he likes doing <laughs> everything. So, I mean... They, they have different things. Like, if you're doing magical damage or, or things like that, the rune definitely oh. excels. If you need a skill chain partner, the rune excels. If you mean AoE, the rune excels. There's a lot of different things that going on with each job that you might want to take advantage of. And as we'll talk about with Fox's uh, notepad thing here, the, 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 the absolute... I don't know what this 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 treasure of a map here is that you've made but the the, <laughs> the the notepad of calculations and people's jobs and things that fox has made up with to suit our group's tendencies i mean looking at that i figure someone should get to see it for once yeah there's <laughs> i i didn't think that does not translate into our strategy i didn't think what you did was this in depth here but looking at that there's no reason that a group can't take advantage of either tank i mean we take advantage Correct. of rune and paladin for our runs there's no reason like, if you if you have a bunch of mobs hitting on you for Odyssey, of course, yes, Paladin has higher defense, therefore, hoo-hoo, will get hit for a little less, because the mobs in Odyssey have such high attack. But before that, everyone wanted Rune Fencer for AoE omen pulling, because you got PDT2. Not that Paladin couldn't do the same thing, but no one trusted Paladin, because everyone was talking about Rune still at the time, as they as they said, the OP was correct in that, in that matter there, but there's no reason not to use either. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the times when, when I talk about something in particular, like I, I don't want it to come off that, you know, I care about my particular insights on it or anything, because I'm just parroting what formulas I see online and I just interpret them for you. So hopefully you can learn something right? it's different than parroting but, other stuff. Well, right. But in this situation here, I actually do feel like I have really good insight being very well geared and very well skilled at playing both Paladin and Rune. And I actually do prefer Paladin in Odyssey. And it's for a very simple reason. Um, it's it's just so that I can help heal. That's it. Well, you take less damage and block with your shield while you do that. You, so. you think that I, I could probably I could probably go on Runefencer and tank and take just as little damage. Like I, I I'm pretty no. confident. There's no way I'm that the, the idle set you have on Paladin is is not anywhere. Like I'm saying, the, the set on Paladin you wear for idle there while shield blocking has to mitigate a lot more damage than your idle set on Rune Fencer, where you're not only not parrying, but you're just taking more damage because your defense is much lower. I, honestly, I, I don't think I, there would be a huge difference. Oh, it's not it's not a it's not a deal breaker, but if you had the choice yeah, of being able to pull the, multiple families without e, but that you know, not a problem. That doesn't weigh into my decision though, because because and th that's kind of the point that I'm trying to make, and I think the point that we're both trying to make about the state of tank jobs in 2021 is that both jobs are fine. Like both jobs can do the job just fine. You just have to understand them, right? But the reason that I personally prefer Paladin is simply so that I can help heal. It's the only thing I care about. I have a tangent to go into here. It's a good tangent. It's a it's a rabbit hole on. It's very minor about Paladin here and how it works for our group because we've now finally got 9k, but I want to make sure we actually put this to bed here. Maybe we wanted to go over the first post here 
because you know the first post gets all the attention or well it got my attention it got um, my attention because they say i see two to one or even three to one paladins now for every rune is and there's somehow well, three to made up paladins made to up one figures or yes made yes. up figures are made up it's fucking then this is the number one comment here so of course 9.8 times out of 10 it's the same shit but uh it, like mob okay yeah i guess i can go like number it's sex number. panther plus one every sex time Panther. Uh, so yeah, the mob physical attacks can be dangerous. Well, yes, that's obvious. Um, when you're on own, you're on Paladin, though. Um, you mentioned my, me shield blocking too, and I actually want to dispel some myths about the shield blocking thing. Um, when you're doing polls in Odyssey and you're doing it on like the higher end, like like you're trying to get like as many segments as possible. Don't you wear the Imperial developed... shield? Not the Imperial, oh. the uh, Ionic shield. Yeah, I, I, yeah. So let me say, say what my setup is. I use Burt Gang and Servatza. So yeah, you're not even really blocking too much. You're using higher defense. That's actually not true. Uh, I'm blocking perfectly fine when I want to block. So um, understanding the block rates on things, those mobs are not high enough level that it requires a pre-win or no chain. It's See, not even close. These are the things I have to deal with on Rune Fencer. I just go fight and I either parry or don't. You have like, oh, my, my block rate's efficient because it's not hard content. But, but you aren't really blocking anyway because in order to shield block, you'd have to set up an ideal condition where... The mobs would be in your what's Face. effectively your parry arc or your shield block arc. It, they would have to be in front of you, right? But if you're dragging the mobs around, keeping trying to keep them in front of you, trying to align on a wall that obvious that honestly they in run Odyssey, over the wall. They suck. Yeah, they'll clip right through the wall. Doesn't really do shit. And all you're doing is making the DDs chase you around. Like you are not abusing shield block in there. The only time shield block really comes up is when you pop an NM and you can guarantee that mob is directly in front. Um, otherwise, you're just getting hit in the back. Uh, and this is part of the reason why I actually prefer Paladin in there. It's not because I'm taking zero from getting hit in the back, because I'm sure in my idle set I would get hit for zero on Rune Fencer too. Um, what, what I'm talking wow. about is I wouldn't be doing anything otherwise. Like, between the two jobs, I can spam AoE blue spells or I can spam foil. That's nice. But what else am I adding to the group? Well, if I can help heal, then even the mobs I'm not tanking, I'm still effectively mitigating the damage. So to me, it seems more prudent to bring a job that can do more than just what you would expect out of it. And since there's too much going on with the polls and how fluid you need to be, um, I can't expect a paladin to do damage alongside the DDs. So I need to do something more than just stand there and just, you know, look pretty while mobs hit. So, so that, that's my justification. What? I said so pretty. So pretty. Yeah. You just you just want to be able to add as much as you can to a group. And I'm not saying a rune fencer can't do that, but that's oh, no, my I, personal I, decision. I wholly agree that your cures add more to that group and can make the difference that rune cannot make. Because honestly, yeah, I've, I've done many runs in there where I just kind of sit there hoping the mobs look at me because when you lose hate as you will when someone takes away 75 80 90 percent of a mob's health and it's not dead and it's hitting them now you're not getting that hate back so you can either stand there as a rune fencer with your thumb up your ass and go well i can use healing breeze you know or <laughs> wild carrot uh yeah. which is nice for waking people up if there's oh yes yeah, he healing breeze is great for waking people up especially yeah. when you pop let's say the um but it doesn't do the trick, you know. You know, it doesn't do the, the, the job. demon on four two. We do. What's the name of it? It's the it's the, the tumult. tumult curator. But I forget what it's called. It's something, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Chairman. But yeah, you're absolutely right. This is a situation where it's not a matter of better tank in this case, but yeah, healing on paladin is the difference between 
having to take a white mage that's not increasing your group's output and being able to take a scholar like we take who's giving us regain and a little bit of extra strength and just in general phalanx on everyone and and just regen mm-hmm. and just these things help and you don't think about it but when your setup is is fine-tuned like that so the the, the, the tangent i wanted to go down here was that you being on paladin and and our setup not being optimal we've gone from getting an average of five sometimes four probably like five to six point five k every run to now we're getting like eight to nine k every run 7.5 to 9k every run doing our farms and nothing has changed besides we've gotten better at doing it and we're taking yeah, we've refined the strategy a bit yeah i've seen groups that do 9 10k and they are just not only are they using ja0 which we don't use so this is great if you don't yeah. um they're they're just going balls to the wall all dds running everywhere no tank white mage trying to keep up with everyone and people die and that increases the volatility of your of your farming returns because if people are dying, you're not you're not doing you know your your, your returns are not consistent. So we're doing this with what scholar paladin to pull uh, tank heal and pop and other stuff like that. A scholar, a corsair of course, a bard who's also mailing with nagling as you do dd bard. You gotta get yeah. funk works back on and a blue mage. And a samurai, because that's all Fel has a samurai. Warrior would be better, but we you know, Fel has samurai. Which, you can use Shining One. It's not the worst job to bring, Shining One. You and, at least have two damage. Types. Yes, yes. Uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, and Blue Mage is definitely not optimal in the eyes of doing DPS, but what it brings to I a group... I don't agree. Yeah, for, for the reason you're about to say. Yes, for what it brings to the group here, and the reason we've been able to do 9k now, is because, one, on 3 and 4, especially 4... You're not just capping with Bard anymore. I'm one and two, probably. Definitely one, probably two. But three and four, probably not three, definitely not four. You're not capping attack anymore, which is a big part of your DP output. You know, your DPS there is dropping because of that and all those those super jobs that need to be buffed to do that super stuff. Otherwise they're they're pretty wimpy, honestly. A warrior is wimpy with no buffs, everyone. It's not yep. it's not Conan the Barbarian. So Blue Mage can do defense down, but what we're doing too is, especially on 3 and 4, the Corsair is resetting as well and wild carding as well, if needed. Generally don't need a wild card, but sometimes. Just on floor 4, we're pulling 3-4 families, 3 families of mobs, and just dooming them with blue after fighting our way up and everything. So you're putting defense down on the mobs, you're giving, you know, you're not giving Mighty Guard anymore, because who needs Mighty Guard? You're doing Doom, but just we've been able to go to 9k because we're dooming... We're killing the entire floor four where we were not killing it in the past. And I've seen no group of just straight up DDs go and kill the entirety of floor four, Fetter and all, after running through one and two and skipping parts, most of three, honestly, because it's three is a big time waste. So we're skipping. To paint a picture, um, you can't parse the DPS on an insta kill. Yes. And uh, what Blue Mage is adding in this situation is yeah, they aren't actively DDing while they're doing the Doom thing. But what people don't realize is that the blue can be autonomous during this doom thing, and the rest of the party can still go murder shit. Because Bard sleep rest for a long huge. time, so unless you have like a really weird resist, then nothing yes. is waking up while that doom goes off. So what ends up happening is you you get situations where you can you can quickly identify while polling, of course, what mobs are doomable, what mobs are not, and you can actually have the party murder mobs that are not doomable, or like even the fetter mobs or things like that while the blue mage is murdering literally everything else on the floor. And it streamlines it in such a way that 
um, it actually allows the blue mage to get this like phantom DPS that's much, much higher than the rest of them. It, it's it's hybridizing the cruel joke idea where obviously insta-killing mobs is going to be faster. That's than, where we started, which is doing cruel joke them. runs. Yeah. Um, and then we we transition because Spicy is a is a blue mage and like he doesn't have a lot of other DD jobs with like weapon <clears throat> versatility. I know you have you have like Dragoon and stuff, I have Thief. But, and Thief's a job. <laughs> it probably won't be in my runs. Um but, it would do all yeah. right. It'd do better than Fell. <laughs> but but what I'm getting at is um we decided to hybridize the DD strike because we found out that we were getting more segments with DD farm, you know, and over cruel And it wasn't a lot at first. But we were also losing out on a lot of opportunity, too, because we still had Cruel Joke available to us. Like, it's not like we had to sacrifice a DD slot for this. Like, he still pulls his weight as a DD, but then he also can roll through and just literally doom, like, two, three families at a time while the DDs are still killing yet another family. And even the highest end, like, 10k groups can't boast that they can kill four families simultaneously. And you can still diffusion nature's meditation. Which, you know, it's great to be able to diffusion something different for once, but also just on floor three, pulling a fetter and dooming everything around it and then fighting all the fetter mobs speeds the fetter up just dramatically in just this notable, noticeable fashion that you wouldn't expect otherwise. Because floor three, you know, it, it, it's not like it takes a lot of time, but just to be finishing the last Angon mob and then all the mobs around you die, it's just like, oh, everything just died while I finished half of the fight. <laughs> But yeah, it's nice because I'm also able to use Almace again. Yeah, man. I, I switched to Nagling for NMs because there's no hope of Almace being worth anything on the NMs, but it's nice to be able to see... Because my problem was everyone is changing to everyone's target, and I not like my melee DPS is high, and outside of floor 4, perhaps, everything dies in two weapon skills on 1, 2, 3. So uh, whether I use Nagling to do, you know, 90% of a mob, 80% of a mob, then kill the last, you know, 10% after meleeing, or use Almace to kill 40 and 60 with a skill chain. Uh, I'm still meleeing for hire when someone jumps on my mob, so it's nice to be able to... I have to be talking about Warrior. The idea went through my head, and I was thinking, you know, I'm not doing nearly as much. I may be spiking 30-ish K with CDC here, but I'm not doing nearly as much as these 50-ish K uh, Savage Blades with uh, Nagling, but... Do I need that extra damage? On the parse, when it shows I'm doing this extra damage, is that phantom damage or is it noticeable yep. damage? And It goes back to that idea yep. about dynamic divergence, right? Yep, it went back to the divergence idea. So I got, we mentioned the warrior previously in the episode with Vettius, Um, and then I thought about the how Ukon, phantom yeah. damage, yeah, with Ukon, I thought about the phantom damage and divergence. Uh, Almace, you know, everyone talks about, you know, the, the spreadsheet and this and that. This goes back to how the spreadsheet isn't always right, and this is a case where I believe that the extra... I'm not getting AM3. You don't get AM3 in there. I, I stopped using Tizona in there because you don't run around wasting AM3. You use Nagling and, you know, that's that's it. You know, you, if you need MP desperately, you can go back to it. But you use Nagling and then you switch back because you have... I had to switch the club for the Lamia or the Jaggles mm -hmm. or, or the Crabs. But Almay's just skill chaining. Uh, it doesn't have to do more than 20-ish K because you get skill chain bonus, it does more, and I can weapon skill for less, do more white damage, still kill the same number of mobs. And when people jump on my mob, I used to be upset. I'm like, get off my mob! I need to do, you know, because they're just wasting <laughs> it, because I'm about to kill the mob, and they're just, I, I know we're wasting efficiency in that matter. I could weapon skill a different mob, but it just kind of sucked. Now I don't mind as much, because my weapon skill does less, but my white damage is higher, 
and it just feels things seem to be still contributing. Yes, things seem to be a lot more smooth in terms of how things actually operate outside of the spreadsheet. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So that's the state of tank jobs. And (laughs) actually, I think I'm gonna like for this next run. um, I've been talking about this for a long time. Um, I think I'm actually gonna have uh, Felgargo as Paladin tomorrow. Oh God, please no, he can't pull. Yeah, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go as Ninja. Oh. Yeah, uh, because I should be able to one-shot the mobs on Ninja. Um, this goes back to uh, to Rua's... Rua actually put out a video recently where he went in as Ninja. I'm glad you like watched these, because I, I don't. I know. Uh, just as I suspected, and I've been... I assumed that this would be the case for a while, but he basically shows Ninja just one-shotting everything um, with uh, hybrid weapon skills, and that's pretty much what... Is it Naomi now? Certain I can do. Yeah, yeah, it's always Naomi. Okay, so that's it's that's four out of five Naomi and Mokuzuki head, which is what I've used for forever now since it came out. Well, that's but yeah, it's pretty obvious that that's the weapon skill set for it, but it's basically empowered those weapon skills to the point where you're doing like eighty k plus weapon skills. That's awesome, actually. That means yeah. that'll be the 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 flavor of the month. Paladin at a two to one, three to one ratio will <laughs> will be uh, Paladin, Ninja, Blue, Scholar, Core, Bard, and but yes, what I'm, what I want to comment on though is that yeah, I would actually still prefer to be paladin for the runs. But the reason I want to try this is to see if the increase to DPS actually matters, or if it's better to just have it have like a clockwork running tank and you know that sort of thing. Are you doing so that we'll on see. on four four? Are are you doing that extra yes. damage? Okay, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's the entire time. Um, there's like a whole list of mobs that I'm going to have to learn based on their their actual weaknesses and stuff, which isn't that big of a deal. Um, but I believe I can actually improve on it because in his video, he doesn't switch weapons. And I, I frequently do switch weapons on Ninja, and you should. And uh, there are some mobs where you're going to want to use like Evisceration um, or, even, uh, or even just Savage Blade. So it's going to depend on the family. And switching weapons on the fly will just improve the strategy that you see if you have seen that video. And uh, just the more utility you can add to the group. I think you just secretly wanted to bring back your nagling because as we've, as I've <laughs> always said, you, if you don't have your baby nagling in your hands, then you're just not happy. I, I do. I do like to use nagling. Yeah. And I it's will say, broken. I will say also before we get off the cruel joke thing, um, once I change my set to not factor int at all into cruel joke, because it does not help cruel joke after our conversation, I went back and evaluated my set since I've changed that. I'm getting almost no resist. So many months ago, we're going to have a Simon Says moment here. Many months ago, (laughs) it seemed like absolute bullshit when I read it, and it just seemed ridiculous. But Simon Says had posted several months ago that magic accuracy doesn't matter for cruel joke. You shouldn't use magic accuracy food. Whether you need it or not is another question here. But you shouldn't use it. You just use evasion food, and you don't need magic accuracy for cruel joke. It just lands or it doesn't land. That is not the case. Absolutely not the case, because first, it is... Oh my god, so wrong. It seemed like absolute bullshit well, to me. we have your but... blue, just just as a baseline, we have your blue and we have my blue. My blue is spec'd out for evasion no matter what I'm doing, and your blue is spec'd out for what you're supposed to be doing. How about having no set? Because I was casting a no... Oh, yeah. I was casting... Originally, I was casting in a set, which was fine. I'd get a few resists every now and then. And then I broke my thing during changing it for Feather Tickle, when we tried to do that Feather Tickle strategy that oh, we, that's we will never do again for Mumbos. And I broke yeah. it to try and make that work accidentally and didn't realize I removed it to throw it in there really quickly because we were in the run and I couldn't stop the work on it. So I just threw it in there, fuck it, break it, make it work. And for a while I was casting Cruel Joke with 
nothing on, just pure normal gear, and it was getting resisted. By floor four, you notice it absolutely. You don't notice it on one, two, floor four. I was just getting resisted on everything. And I'm like, why is everything resisting? And then I went back after all the runs of being in like that hybrid, like using Chakri feet with some extra int and less magic accuracy than, um, than what, uh, malignance boots, less magic accuracy than malignance boots even, and just extra int and stuff like that, even in the rings and just whatever random stuff, whatever made more sense to me to throw on. And then making it a pure magic accuracy set with Malignance and Auris Kate plus one and all this other stuff I could throw in there. I think I have about everything now except the Ak uh, Asuity belt plus one R15. I haven't yeah. made that. Be like another 15 magic accuracy there, right? Yeah, that would be. Something like that. It would be. Yeah, there's extra end, of course. But there's uh, oh, 15 yeah. magic accuracy. I'm using the Sacro Cord right now for eight, which works well enough. But uh, it's not a hard set. It's. You know, the Mirage Stole, Regal Earring, uh, Dignitaries. You can even use the Crep Earring now from uh, from Shinryu V2 if you don't have the Regal. So you have, there was not really another extra earring besides, I mean, Hermetic was like three magic accuracy. But it's really easy to make the set with the uh, Assimilator's Pants 3 and basically most of it is Malignance gear and Almeric Doublet. But after putting that gear on, I get resisted almost never on Cruel Joke now. So getting resisted occasionally yeah. with a, a, a hybrid Mac inset and then getting resisted constantly with no set on and then getting resisted almost never with full magic accuracy that I can stack in every slot. Uh, it absolutely yeah. helps a cruel joke. It's not a lame. If, if you do get resisted, it's like a single mob out of that pack. Yep. And honestly, if, if to put, to paint a picture for you guys listening, um, if he's killing like 20 plus mobs at a time and then he feels like dragging that one mob, he didn't doom all the way back to us. If he just doesn't kill it himself. Um, no, it's 30 it, mobs at like, the time. Yeah, like 30. Yeah, well, yeah, 20 plus is what I'm it's saying. It's 10 it's every like group, and we pull 30, and I'll have one left. Three. Yeah, and he'll, you'll have, like, one left, and you'll either just kill it yourself, or you'll just run over to us, and like, everyone will murder it. It just super doesn't matter. Um, so, like, that one resist is pretty negligible, even if it does happen. I gotta say... So, yeah, refining that set is, is way better. Not being able to be the strongest DD, but being able to kill 30 mobs or 29 mobs in one minute, that, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, it's the concept of being able to do enough. Like, the damage you do is enough on, on gold. Like, we don't need a ton. Like, everyone actually parses about the same amount. Like, I run the parse uh, through there. It's it's fairly it's fairly even for everybody, honestly, most of the time. So, I know we're over an hour in at this point, but we have an email. <laughs> the Odyssey episode. I want to say, well, I want to say, well, I mean, it's fun. It's true. I don't know if well, I can it's name all it. the fun. It's all the fun I have in game anymore. That's for sure. Well, we haven't even talked about your notepad here yet. I haven't even. I mean, I mean oh, this God. is. <laughs> I don't. It's hard to. I don't know. If, we'll talk about the email first. The email. Yeah. The email is fine. We have an abject email here because, you know, Fox. In the context of abject speaking to us, what would you define a hero to be? Oh. What what would you define a hero as? If you define, think of abject and think of the context in which we're speaking. I'm not thinking like a guy who rides out in a chariot to save lives. I'm just, you know, a, a paramedic or something. In the context of this podcast that we're talking about, what is a hero to you? A hero to me? I would say a hero is someone who doesn't fuck up. Okay, so not Felgar, but I mean... Oh, man. <laughs> you know? I don't know. That's a tough question. Like, I don't really think of things in terms of heroes. Well... I was thinking like, about it while I was eating dinner tonight, right before this podcast. I would, I would say, I would say, like a, a a hero is the person who makes it so that we don't need heroes to begin with. 
Yeah, that's actually because when when you think of a hero, the hero is the guy that like saves the day when when like everything goes wrong, and the act of preemptively being able to prevent everything from going wrong is probably far more heroic and very underspoken. So prevention is better than the cure. Yeah, I I defined hero in this case as someone who does things for the betterment or benefit of others without wishing for the recognition of their benefit. So someone who does well for others but doesn't wish to be known is someone who does well. I guess. I don't know, like, when it, when it comes to, like, a hero, it's it's okay for a hero to, like, want to be recognized. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Because it, everyone is driven by by what's in it for them, right? And yes. sometimes people don't need that component. Like, like sometimes well, an individual I, doesn't need recognition. Being, yeah, that's what I define not being recognized that is not needing the component of recognition. But even if a hero does need that component of recognition it at least fuels their ability to be that for somebody you know as long as as long as the outcome is there then you know regardless of what drives the hero the hero is still a hero in their actions i suppose there's a lot of variables there because shit situational as you know dude everything i work with is a lot of variables come on now so abject uh writes these emails not because just because he loves writing them and has fun writing them, but because he wishes for others to be encouraged by his actions to speak up and email in to be part of the conversation here, as we discussed. Abject sent me a thing before, while I was eating dinner, I talked to him. And, oh. uh, you know, he says he just wants other people to also join in and have fun as well, not just him. So he, he does it so other people are encouraged to also contribute to the, the, the whole that is this, this 100% here. So do you want to read one, two, three? What do you want? One? Yeah, I'll read one. Oh, it's 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 a doozy. Yeah, I, it certainly is. Want me the title first? Uh, let's take a look. Oh yeah, I assume that that's the title. Yes. Okay, so the title of Abject's email is "Can you make deep fried cheese sticks with cottage cheese?" <laughs> and that I actually stopped to think about that. Um, I mean, you can fry butter, so I mean, you can deep fry anything. So uh, it I wouldn't think... be ideal. If if you had, if you had like one of those uh, spatulas, uh, vertical spatulas, where you could like lower it in, I suppose you could probably arrange your cottage cheese in such a way that you could have batter to deep fry over the top of it, like surrounding it. It would be very difficult, um, but I think you would be able to pull it off if you were very careful. They'd probably freeze the cottage cheese, then batter it, then throw it in. Well, if you freeze it before you you deep fry something, you run the risk of it just straight up exploding, though. Uh, maybe, but I, I figured there's yeah. a chance it might warm up in a cold batter in the... In the, in the... Please, I've, please I've not don't freeze fried. things and deep fry it. Please I've don't. not deep fried things because I'm not that It's probably for the person. best, yeah. Yeah, I'm not it, that it, You're healthier for it. I don't That's know about being healthier, but... Yes, uh, so let me help people out there. Please do not freeze things and then deep fry it. Um, that goes back there's... to the science of cold and hot. Yes, um, there's actually situations where people took uh, frozen turkeys for Thanksgiving and tried to deep fry them because they were going to deep fry them. Oh, and no. t- turkey is delicious. Oh, no. That turkey explodes in the deep fryer. Well, that's also a very it, big object. Cottage cheese is kind of small in this case. I figured it would warm up and uh, how small it is. Like a whole turkey, a, 20 pounds of turkey in, in hot oil is, is like a bomb. Have a carrot top style splatter guard or something before you attempt this because just... Make sure, you know, make sure you're safe because frozen objects explode in in hot in hot oil. Uh, but yeah, I think you could pull it off though. You would want it to be more solid though, which I think is your point. Um, cottage cheese is very liquid, 
Uh, and it, it would be very hard to keep. Like, I'm thinking cheese sticks because he says the word cheese sticks in here. And I think if you to make a cottage cheese cheese stick, like you'd have to have it in stick form. Otherwise, you're just throwing cottage cheese in a deep fryer, <laughs> which is uh, OK, which is gross. So I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I kind of looked at it, too, as just making it with cottage cheese. But cheese, eh, who knows? And anyway, read number fryer. one here so we can we can get past this this title that's meant to foul us up here as it does. It definitely fouled us up. Uh, okay, so number one, safety. Uh, the tips. newest time sink has been implemented in game in the form of high tier mission battlefield with Shinryu and the shiny updated gear that he drops. While it's been out for a few weeks now, and people have taken it on with all sorts of party combinations, or in some cases solo for the lulls. Uh, I expected more words after that to surprise <laughs> many of the like. I that I thought that would be a comment. Yeah, it's got extra spaces in there too. To surprise. <laughs> To surprise many of, to to the surprise of many, the fight is somewhat straightforward with only the standard status ailments and surprisingly mild knockback. Uh, honestly, besides the annoying job ability reset and the area of effect damaging attacks, uh, the only annoying part is the camera angles from when Shinryu dives under the floor. Yeah, as a tank, it's really awful too. Yeah, um, you like stare at the ground and it's you have to like unlock. Yeah, uh, with the relative ease of this fight. Of the fight compared to the last few fights released by SE, some people have wondered if there is more to this fight than a straight up fight against a low drop rate of the armor pieces. Uh, because as most people who do the fight already know, the accessories rain down upon you, uh, like the unheard cries. Unhear cries. Well, uh, I was going to help him. Um, the, un- unhear- the unhear cries of the NA players to the SE <laughs> game developers. Developers. Yeah. So is there some trick to this fight to open up more drop slots or increase the chance of drops or am I forever cursed to be subjected to the sound of two East Coast accented people jockeying over who's better thief <laughs> as they tenderly slip behind Shinryu and get ready to go at it thief style? Oh That's boy. Funny. That's because Felgar and I are both on Thief and Felgar You're both East Coast. Yeah. Well, we we live within like an hour and twenty minutes of each other. As everyone on the East Coast does. Well. Hey, hey, the East Coast has a lot more people on it than the West Coast. You're you're second coast, okay? Yeah, it's true. You're second coast. Like like if you look at the map of the US, there's like all these tiny states, and then as you go further west, it's like people got lazy and they just made them bigger. They were bigger. big open uninhabited, yeah. you know, lands that were stolen. Yeah. So anyway, so what he's trying to ask here is is thief really the only thing you can do for drop rates? And I check this about every every week or so. <laughs> now I used to check it every day. And I haven't seen anyone with any luck over any kind of like supposed proc system or other ways to open up additional slots. So honestly, I think it's just a grind with Thief. And like basically, SC has decided to adopt the Dragon Quest style of just grind the shit out of things until you can win um, with this particular approach. So I don't know. What do you think, man? Do you, think th- there, do you think there actually is a... a I a think that Felgar only recently realized that there are very last Shimryu run that he can wear Gleddy's gear to proc TH with at the crit rate um, <laughs> and not wear the Mumu's gear. And now he just realized he can save slots and he, he should be very happy about that. So For real? Yes. He, you know, I, I said, let me see your set. And he looked at my set and I looked at his set for proc and TH idle. 
uh, with DT because you need DT against Shimryu, otherwise you can have a bad time. Oh no! And uh, he's like, "Oh, I'm like, why you still wear Mumu's gear?" He's like, "Oh, I didn't realize Claudius was a thing." So taking a break from the email real quick, I just noticed this. Are you still in front of the game? Like, do you see the LS chat? Uh oh, oh, let me check. I'm still in front. Let's. Yeah, we'll we'll still we'll still get back to this email, but it's definitely uh, just abjects. The first line abject has is, "Well, that was something." So for people who don't know, um, the secondary LS that I try to help out has decided to do uh, Dynamis. Divergence. For the first yeah. time. Windows. Yeah, as as a cohesive group. And I had a feeling that it would be like a first-time group going in. And it looks mm-hmm. like their chat has confirmed that. So Abject said, well, that was something, as you said. And nor Chris, the other person, are static, who play, typically plays White Mage and things like that, Bard. And he usually doesn't say anything. He usually, it, well, they're mute. They don't talk in the group, but they, they type. And they said, it was like a drinking game with all those exploding ninjas for a while. That's so good. And Abject says, yeah. And then every time someone got up and you buff them, they die again. And Norcris says, I got a whole three ranks on my bard neck. And I assume their bard neck was a low rank, because otherwise, Probably. if you're like going 20 to 25, that'd be, you know, a lot of points. Probably. Oh, poor guys. I mean, every every group has to start somewhere, even if the content is old. So. Yeah, that's how you have fun. That's that's fun. Yeah, I'm sure they, I'm sure there was a version of fun that was had. That's for sure. <laughs> so we had talked before, and I had the idea of not live streaming, but joining this group because you know we talked about doing uh, nostalgia, th- not nostalgia. We t- nostalgia's in the works. Nostalgia's a thing, but we talked about doing the lore episode, and that fell through last night because it just it was kind of. It wasn't enough notice was given, which was my fault. Um, and I said, well, you know, because you know, Fox goes, I don't know what we're going to talk about. And as you see, we have plenty to talk about, as we always have plenty to talk about, which is why I'm never yeah. worried anymore. Like, when I don't have a topic for the night, and I sit down, and I, I show up, and I, I know Reddit can deliver, I know we can deliver, I know we still have stuff from our Discord as to what is fun. We haven't even gotten to that. Uh, and nor, nor your notepad here. And it's like, oh, I just have my notepad. We just kind of <laughs> do much at all. And it's like, as you see, we have plenty to cover. But we talked about, uh, as in I talked about, why don't we just join this divergence and comment live like we're in the middle of a hurricane and just like, so here, we have a mob exploding, everyone. As you can see, we wouldn't stream it, but it would just be, you know, as you can see, we've wiped once more, everyone. Don't know what's going to happen from here. Seems to be picking up an intensity. Someone is warped. You know, just just typical stuff. That's it. The tank is down again. Tank, ha- the white mage has forgotten re-raise once more. How can we progress from here? Full wipe is incoming, as I expect. Oh, someone's down. But, but we, Fox said that he would be distracted by what's going on and trying to save everyone. It's true. So we, I did, would automatically we did not do kick that. Into, I would automatically kick into some sort of mode where I try to make the run work. And I, I could just see Spicy trying to bounce ideas off me or just try to commentate at me. I'd and be like, Fox oh, be like, hold yeah, on, yeah, hold on. on. I got hold on to the dead. Uh, uh. Oh, something is going wrong. Something is always going wrong. <laughs> I mean, that would be a cool idea, though. I, I actually do like the idea of doing that. I just want to be able to provide like good content on my yeah, end to people yeah. while we do it. You know? I just say, you know, for how bad our preparation is tonight, it's very good content. Yeah. And, and honestly, I think it would be interesting to see something that I just don't have, like, complete and utter control over. Because, like, the strategies I write for our group and stuff are, like, micromanaged into the fucking ground. Oh, like, oh, yes. This is what we should do. And, but I'm not, like, a Nazi about it. But, I mean, this is what we should do. And then I get real disappointed when we fail. These are the buffs wrong. we should have right now. We are Nazis. We and do we not have enough buffs. Hit the mob. Hit yeah, it more. I mean, 
But, uh, jeez. <laughs> Get up off the ground! Hit the mob! I'm sure glad we canceled. More dots. Anyway. More dots. But it would be really interesting to, for me, to go into content where someone else is running it and to have, like, a live take on just how the leaders are handling it and things like that. Just to kind of give people an idea of what kind of feedback could be provided to make a group better at what they're doing. Um, and usually I wouldn't focus on like particular people like not geared well or something like that. But a lot of times, a lot of these problems can be fixed. Like the ninjas exploding by a leader grabbing the reins and setting expectations for how to handle certain things. And I would like to be able to provide like live commentary on that. So that's why I like your idea. Yeah. Because I would try to make it educational, whereas you would make it into the channel six weather. And <laughs> probably be way more entertaining than my version. But I, I would have the reading rainbow version of this. Doom cough, take off your curing set. <laughs> yeah, man. You are dying to all of the fetters. He just went down like a sack of bricks to those fetters and his Odyssean feet and shit. Not enough magic evasion. Yeah, so for Shinryu, though, um, just keep bringing your thieves. Hopefully someday someone will find something, and I would love to be terribly wrong, but I have a feeling that it's just a shit drop rate. I feel like there should be something to it, because there was for the original there Shinryu, which is why everyone, I think, believes is that, hey, there was stuff to the original Shinryu, there must be something to this fight, the drops can't be this low, Lilith had a mechanic, therefore the mob, this must have a mechanic, and I just and here's don't the thing see too. it. The mob in the instance are already pre pre-programmed to have that happen. You know they just templated it. Yeah, I, I think they got so lazy. Everything here. that they're that they're doing says As that it should do. exist. Like, see, I I'm, I'm very accommodating to you have low resources, my expectations are super low, I don't expect anything. But then I see this and I go, Oh, come on guys. You just you just didn't you just you didn't think about it too much. You just kinda made it and maybe tested the fight itself and, and the fight how it went and the mechanics of like I, I think a lot of their work goes into balancing the content for 119 in the current game, like, taking the mob, they took the mob, they made the same mob that existed stronger, added some drops, they dropped, they balanced the gear with other gear, so it's not, like, ridiculous, and they balanced the fight for people, but that's it, they, they just stopped there. I, I think they just didn't think about how well things drop, or at worst, as people have been commenting on auctions and other places, is that they just intended it to be a grind fest, where you're gonna grind it out to the next content they release, and it's like, you know, 14-esque where you just keep doing it even though it's not hard and 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 that's the result but i i think they kind of like do all the work of balancing and then they don't forget that they don't do like the real work of implementation yeah i agree it's a sex swing plus one in other words uh the comfort comes at a cost well, i'm saying oh, okay the comfort part i was like well I don't the, know the comfort comes at a cost. that parallel but who knows so uh, hopefully the next two, thing or? they come out yeah, yeah. Do, you want we'll two, do, do I do two and three again this episode and you get the PS, or is it going to be uh... uh I'll do three also, but yeah, uh, you go ahead and do okay. two. Okay, I'll do PS then. Okay. Two. Continuing on my trend of trying to get better at chasing daddy's love, I was wondering if you two could make a video with step-by-step -step explanations and simple drawings. Maybe even some sock puppets, if you could afford that production value. I mean, I'm more of a visual learner, so to be able to have some point, some to have someone point something out on a screen and demonstrate it to me is a nice plus, you know, cause I can't be bothered to look up the information on my own, and I'm all out of ideas. And I feel Fox every time, 
every time question two. Question two is always about the incapable people in this game who, what tank should I be? I, I looked it up and I can't figure it out. Or I don't know how to, does Shell give MDT? I, I didn't look it up and couldn't figure it out. Someone tell me. I, I feel like number two. I do two appreciate is, that theme for number two. I yes. feel like he has a constant template and follows it very well. Number one is popular content that people be interested in in a matter of explaining further or things they didn't know about. Relevant content that either our group is working on or is the, the flavor of the month, Ambuscade, something like that, Shinryu. Uh, or Shinryu, which is Shinryu. I didn't put the Facebook post two episodes ago on the YouTube video as I said I would because I got two videos behind. Chia was bothering me in the Discord to release it, so I just threw the thing on and released it out. I didn't stop to listen to three hours of stuff to find the point. Imagine looking for three hours to find two minutes of content to find the point to put that image in. So it didn't make it in. Sorry. Funk gave me the the, the timestamp. I didn't take it down and re-upload it. it. Just wasn't worth the effort. I'm sorry, everyone. But uh, as of now, the other one, the previous episode was just uploaded, so we are caught up now for the first time in a while. And I feel like we're gonna get ahead because I have our three times Bumba and Henwin kind of fights to do up there. So I'm in the mood to do more video content. So there's the simple drawings and uh, visual learning. If anyone wants to watch that, so sorry, everyone. Yeah, I I mean, I guess I could do like simple drawings and stuff. I'm just trying to uh, think of how puppets. it would translate. Sock puppets, sir. It's definitely an idea. You know, in middle school, we had a thing where you had to prepare some sort of, you know, uh, presentation to your your entire grade, not just the class, the whole grade of classes about, Honestly. you know, how to get ready for like test studying and other things that are bullshit. And, uh, you know, we use sock puppets in our presentation, so I am actually well acquainted with sock puppets. So I am not. But it wouldn't take much for me to be able to, like, throw together a slide or something to put in there, since you're already putting pictures in anyway, occasionally, of, like, uh, the no, equation it, I'm talking about. What happens is, is like, with the muzzy thing last time, uh, we, we do the podcast one. It's always out on time, like, 98% of the time. There's only one time it wasn't, so it's almost always out on time. And there's nothing to that. It's just the podcast, so the audio has to get edited. That's the work. The most work is doing that in terms of how long it takes. And then you just take that, slap it with the background, and, you know, it takes an hour to render because it's so long. <laughs> but uh, to listen to that means to, like, listen through it, find random parts. You'd, like, either listen to three-plus hours of stuff to find the exact moments and then cut the images in, which is it's easy to do. You just yeah. have to know where it goes. But it's not like I'm already throwing images up. It's like, whoop, he's already doing it. Just throw it on top. It's like... If I don't make a note in the episode of where to throw something at what time. Finding it is impossible, yeah. Finding it takes hours of work, and I don't have hours to do. We already do this for hours, you know. I can't give everyone true. my life, so. I think the last one we recorded was like five total hours of, of our lives. <laughs> for, the, for the three that you guys get access to. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. was. It actually took about that long with uh, Zombie. Yeah. And that was a good episode, so I was, I was fine with that, but... Um, I suppose it's my fault because I don't prepare us better for the night when it comes. I just kind of like run into it and I could prepare us better and we could probably save an hour. Tonight was, it was particularly bad because we had to piece it together for an hour and a half, but uh, usually it didn't take that long. But Yeah, that's why uh, we'll ask for, um, for I, like ideas people want. To I think we over Because not only we do, but I mean, not only do we want people to like get the content that actually applies to them and that they, they would want to listen to, um, we also would ask for stuff like that because it makes it easier for us to prepare as well. Like it doesn't take nearly as long when we already have like an outline and a guest and stuff like that. We just kind of can go into it most of the time. 
Um, but yeah, like when we do these kind of episodes where we don't have like a particular topic, we have to kind of talk about things first because otherwise we'll just be jumping on here and, and getting a whole bunch of just dirtling around, which is dirtling. the best. To be fair, yeah. much to my chagrin, Fox, whenever you get on a tangent, it's always really good and, and long. Well, it's, it's the ghost of Christmas past. It's like related to when you talk about your notepad and how you figure out the calculations for how we do our static. It's like, this isn't much. This is my, it's like, well, I think people are actually interested in how you figure out how to set your group up based on uh, attack. You're like, you're calculating out who's going to be capped attack and stuff. And I think no one does that in their group. So it's just like, that may be boring to you, but you're like, thousands oh, of oh, years ago in the future. Thousands of years ago, the millennium notepad. Yeah, I mean, it is interesting. Um, if people do it also, it's not hard to do either. Like, I'm not some sort of math magician. It's just time um, to did it, did it, did it, duel. Just doing it. Yeah. My Millennium Notepad summoned Exodia. Um, as far as, as far as like doing these, uh, episodes with like pictures and sock puppets and stuff, it'd be really hard for us to collaborate on sock puppets anyway, since we're not in the same physical location. We're halfway, you know, you're on one coast. Yeah, it would be my disembodied voice and Spicy flapping his hand around with the sock. I would have to get a sock puppet on carrot. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, have carrot make the sock puppet. She would make them. She makes really good stuff, let me tell you. She I just, don't doubt it. We just actually asked how I am. I didn't say this. We just sent out the thank you cards for the wedding, which I didn't want to do at all because... Of course. I'm the kind of person where, like, if you're dying and I'm sitting next to you dying and we have a talk for 10 minutes, you know, at the end of the talk, if you're going to die in five minutes from then, it's just kind of like, I'll just probably put my hand on your shoulder and say, you know, okay. And that's it. Like, I don't go talk about it. I don't do that. You know, it's like, it's like one of those things. But I'm like, okay, so our wedding happened. I tell everyone, thank you for coming. You know, uh, I only invited a few people. I wanted it to be you few people. Da, 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 da. You know, it made it special. Thanks. Have a good one. And, uh, but to her, it's like, now she's making custom thank you cards, spray painting envelopes. That shit's and, custom. Like, oh, she made everything custom. She went to the, it got so involved. She went to the post office and then. I don't want to be racist. Oh, that's uh, that's always a good start to anything, isn't it? She was delayed in line due to a few different minorities of people. Um, one happened to be a person with many gift cards, swiping many, many gift cards over and over again that they had gotten a discount. Um, didn't ask about any hats. Wait, but you can use gift cards at the post office? Didn't know. One was oh. a family of people who liked curry. Uh, and we're stopping to harass the post office. I don't know. She said she was stuck in line for 10, 15 minutes just waiting behind two people. One was asking about sending stuff to India, and another person kept swiping 17 different gift cards and having to keep do receipts and transactions over and over again for every gift card. So she she went to the post office to ask if the card weighs too much for a stamp because she didn't want the card not to make it there, and she has to wait behind just every different person and it happened to be, it's not like, when you get stuck behind an annoying person, it's like, okay, this person's annoying. But when you get stuck behind people who are doing, like, very ethnically annoying things, it's like, okay, don't. So I don't want to be racist, but that was very racist. I really like it when we can squeeze every drop of educational value out of these podcasts. <laughs> so she's making custom cards. Now, literally, I don't think anything of any people. I don't. It's just when you happen to see it, it's like, okay, please, please. Like, I have no preconceived notions to my best ability. And I think I'm very impartial and fair. But it's like, 
when you're being annoying. Can you not? But anyway, so setting all these cards, da 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 da, and um, what was I saying before all that? I got down this tangent of I lost myself in this. So carrot can can craft really. No, cool yeah, I, I didn't lose that part. She's making the cards, and before oh, I was that, just revisiting the theme. Yeah, well, it's something about the person's dying. Say that's it. That's fine. Thank you for coming. Appreciate you all coming. Made a special time. Da da da. But what was before that? that I was saying I was relating that to the sock puppets. Yeah, we were talking about like sock puppets and her crafting sock puppets, and then he started talking about the post office and racism. <laughs> okay, comments. I was, I was. I didn't know Spicy was, was so racist waiting. with Indians. I was legitimately waiting with what you would call bated breath to to figure out what this this correlation would be. I don't know. It, it, it was going somewhere, and then it just didn't get there. Really they said the Northeast, the most racist of all the areas in the country, anyway. So that's fine. What's happening? Um, <laughs> so, uh, no sock puppets. Number three, Fox. Would you read number three? Oh, I certainly will. Uh, Anything to get us past that. I don't know how we got there. <laughs> so, it was going to be something that I, I took there and walked back, and I just forgot to walk it back. So over the past two weeks, there's been some rainstorms passing through, and it's mostly kept me stuck indoors and really hampering my grilling. Well, I mean, honestly, at that point, probably just still grill um but anyway so since i'm stuck indoors i'm i've been making a mess of things with trying my hand at making popcorn the old way the old way uh what's the old way i mean on the on the the, the frying pan on top of the, the stove or from something? what i understand the old way is like the way that you can't stare directly into lest you go insane can't stare into so the sun Oh, what do you, what can't you stare into a popcorn or I should go insane? And what is this? I was referring to uh, to Lovecraft stuff. I, anyway, I don't know uh, what Lovecraft is. What? Okay, so Cthulhu, um, oh, the old ones. I've old, heard of yeah, the name, but I don't know what Cthulhu is besides that. Anyway, so uh, the the old way I assume would be ye old fashioned way where you apply heat to a kernel until it explodes. Well, that's what popcorn is. Well, right, but like the old way of doing it would be, I suppose, using hot oil instead of... Yes. Oh, that's right. No microwave bags for me. Because he actually actively tells you what not the old way is. So by contrast, that's... Okay. Anyway, uh, at least not until after I mess up a few times and say, screw it, of course. Um, I actually do similar processes to him. <laughs> so that's sometimes that's a bit scary. Like, if, you're ah, if you're writing these emails, I'd have more questions. So as my exploits in mixing hot oil and popcorn kernels continues, I was wondering what type of seasoning y'all add to in add, add to your popcorn both in movie theater and at home. Uh, during my last visit to the store, I checked out some of the seasonings they offered in the popcorn section. There's a popcorn section. But until recently, I never considered adding anything more than just some Lowry's seasoned salt. Lori's seasoned salt. Oh, God. I mean, Lori's is fine if you uh, want to use basic salt. Okay. Just the name alone, just name dropping Lori's seasoning salt for your popcorn. It just, it comes with salt on it already. I don't, I don't. We are not sponsored by Lori's, unfortunately. (laughs) We're not sponsored by anything because of my my racist tirade there, like freaking Roseanne on Ambien there. It's unfortunate. It's unfair because 
I'm legitimately upset at the inadequacies of of minorities in the world. So it's upsetting that like I I come off as like this amazing racist, but I'm actually upset of of the inadequacies in the world. Oh boy. Anyway, it's unfair. So, it's unfair, Fox. If I'm at the movie theater, I will abuse the shit out of that movie theater butter because I rarely go to the theater. I want a special treat where I eat this disgusting popcorn with this disgusting butter on it because it feels like an authentic experience. And it feels like I'm doing something that's, you know, not just chilling at home. At home, I'll pop popcorn and have nothing on it. I'm super boring. So, what about you, man? So my ancestors are poor Ukrainians. So what we did is just sneak whatever you could into the movie theaters. Oh, yeah, of course. Yes, yes, naturally. And uh, so the only things I ever had in the movies were whatever could be snuck into a purse. So sometimes it was like, um, uh, like I don't know, like a, a granola bar or a, a bottle of water or something. So uh, movie theater popcorn and I are not very well acquainted, although my father would buy uh, popcorn in the movie theaters for me as a kid. But whenever I would go to anyone else, it'd be whatever you can sneak in because you have to. As for putting seasoning on popcorn, it's not something I've done in a long time. I just, I get just the basic, like, kettle corn, popcorn with just salt yeah. and whatever. Like, I don't want anything on it. I don't want the fake butter. I avoid the, the movie theater butter ones. I hate that. I just want just kind of like, like, like kettle corn's kind of sweet as it is. So I just want that kettle corn. It's like semi-sweet with a little bit of salt and just enough oil to pop it. I don't want, like, heavy oil, heavy butter. I don't want to add anything. But I have tried seasoning popcorn as, like, a, uh, like, let's try seasoning it. That'll be fun. I've put on it before. I put, like, Parmesan on it, uh, paprika. Uh, a, a, Actually, paprika's pretty okay. Yes, paprika, it's, it's, it adds a good, a good, I don't, like, it's not smoky. It, it's given the characteristic of smoky, but it's, it's, like, smoky light, like, diet smoky. So it gives it gives that that diet smoky characteristic to it. Um, so yeah, I've done I that. Mean, not wrong. I mean, you could put you could put fucking oregano on your popcorn. I mean, whatever you want to put on it. Um, if you don't, oregano seems strange. Well, I've put oregano on some strange things. Let me tell you. I believe that. Yeah, I, you got to try different things out. You know, um, sometimes you're having tapenade, and you know, you put something weird on it. You know, because you're having an olive spread on on garlic bread, and you know, you just you got to you got to mess around with things. You got to find what's good, otherwise you'll never live. But yes, that's my opinion on popcorn. And uh, I do not own Lori's seasoned salt, but the I name the name too. is funny to me. So, I mean, maybe you put adobo on your on your popcorn. <laughs> bust, I couldn't imagine that either. Bust oh, out the adobo. Oh, that would be that would be such an intense experience to get through. For those who aren't acquainted imagine. with what adobo is, say you're like Sweden and live in Sweden. Uh, adobo is an American seasoning of many types. Let me get the exact uh, description here of Google. Ask Google. Uh, let's use the Goya one here because that's probably the most ubiquitous. Is the Goya adobo? I actually have some of that in my cabinet. Uh, of course. Yeah, man specifically goya and i think it's for just having a, a lack of having like cumin i think i i use it for like a, oh, I have the cumin. same reason well Coriander usually i do important. too yeah it usually i do too but um i think i have that specifically because i couldn't find cumin when i was looking for some oh. sort of like yeah guess what's in let's guess what's in this so the best oh. imitation here on all recipes the first thing that comes up is uh to make uh tracy's adobo seasoning salt paprika 
ground pepper, uh, onion powder, dried oregano. There you go. There's the oregano. Uh, I guess so. Uh, teaspoons of cumin, uh, yep. garlic powder, and chili powder. So that yep. that is adobo. It's like an American style uh, immigration of southwestern culture meets Italian yep. meets. Uh, I mean, everything else here is normal. Salt, pepper, onion powder. Those are, like, let's say, Eastern European for onion powder. There you go. And yeah, I mean, you can like custom make like the sum of the whole. But if if you aren't that particular, then yeah, it works. Um, and that's why I got it. But usually what I'll do is I'll just season to taste all of those individual ingredients and call it a day there. That's what I do, that actually. Kind of yeah. yeah. I just use all of the parts. Like basically adobo is like the the quick and dirty way of getting something done. And I mean, you get a quick and dirty result at the end, too. Like some people like it, but it's not always as good as as individually um, parsing the actual ingredients. It's just a funny name, too, adobo. And I personally wouldn't use um, uh, the herb. What was that? Oregano. oregano. Uh, well, yeah, actually, wow. I wouldn't use the oregano in it. Well, you know, I had some oregano today uh, in a rice dish, and it was not bad. Actually, no, I, sorry, my bad. I used some Oh, time. no, I like oregano. It just seems time. strange to me to be mixed with the rest of those things. I grow actually... uh, a wedding favor uh, Carrot gave out because she likes to mock me. Uh, I don't think she was mocking me. I think she was just trying to, like, like, be nice to me. And she gave everyone a plant of German thyme at the wedding. So we still have our thyme growing. I don't know why it's called German thyme, but... Weird. Yes, so we have a lot of time to use in things. It's, it's very good to use fresh time. I don't think I've ever received a plant as a gift. Uh, you know, out of everything you could be given as a gift, I, I take the plant because it, it lasts. You can gain enjoyment from it. You can reuse it. it you know, it, it can make your life better. I mean, most gifts don't do any of those things. So, uh, getting a plant from a uh, like and like a and the little fancy like uh, here's a wrapping around the plant kind of bullshit, but a little like stupid lace around it or some other bullshit but at the at at its core here it's a plant so all right so let's get to this notepad shall we all this fun we're having well uh the the chewing ice thing just real quick oh Um, oh oh p.s let me read the p.s here Uh, i can find it hold on i have too many things open i (laughs) I have the dobo open here do you want me to get it? I mean, I'm right here. No, 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 no. I, I, I had this. Hold on. I had to scroll past your notepad here. Yeah, it takes a while. It's a fucking thesis statement. And it's a long thesis statement. Because um, <laughs> a thesis statement's one fucking sentence. P.S. Is there a downside to chewing ice? It doesn't damage your teeth or anything. So as long as... <laughs> so as long as the ice isn't, like, in the shape of a jawbreaker, question mark. And who said, is, you know, how do you ask, is there a downside to chewing ice? And then state, there's no downside to chewing ice. It doesn't damage your teeth. How is that? The, he's leaving the it question. might be commentary on, you know, the actual facts as opposed to what the common belief is, because those are very often not the same. I, I mean, I wouldn't imagine chewing ice is good for your teeth. It's a hard substance and it's still going to wear at your teeth. You wouldn't chew like, like gravel i mean i mean why would you chew ice yeah you gotta put uh, a lot of pressure on your teeth to do that that's not, that's not honestly i do yeah i don't it doesn't I, don't, I mean it's got to be some sort of 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 mental sort of it relieves stress or some kind of like thing going on with the chewing ice because i can't see 
Uh, ice can be pretty big. Maybe like small ice cubes, but like a, a typical yeah, it's, ice it's, cube it's, in a tray is a big fucking item. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. I, exactly. And That's I what think, I'm thinking of. So yeah, it, not not the jawbreaker style ice like he's talking about. Oh, yeah, not okay. Like a big I, solid chunk. It's it's more like the 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 not even the shaved ice, but like the um, like shaved the chip, ice around the chipped or ground ice. Yeah. Well, no. But, <laughs> the but post the, office. Finish. Uh, the, um, the kind of ice that you would usually get in like a beverage that, that you wouldn't get because you don't go out to like fast food places, but a lot of times you can get like, um, crushed ice in drinks and then see crushed ice. If you said crushed ice, if you chew crushed ice, that's different. That's just kind of small. I mean, I still wouldn't chew crushed ice. It's a hard object, but I mean, crushed ice is different. So I assume that's what he meant. You're right. Yeah, but I, I mean, it's it's probably not good, but we're not dentists, and nine out of ten of the both of us probably still won't recommend chewing ice. But I like it's how you really did that. up to you, and I don't, right? Uh, <laughs> I'm so proud of myself right now. Uh, all this but, content. <laughs> but honestly, I don't think like if you do it once or twice, it's going to kill you. And I don't know, it's whatever. So I don't know how to describe this notepad here of your thinking process of hopefully this can help people in their thinking process of shaping groups. Because if I just read this, you wouldn't be able to picture what I'm looking at. It is literally a notepad of like, if someone's writing this in a, a cocktail napkin or something, it, w- it would be. Yeah. It's the definition of napkin math. It's yeah. accurate nap- napkin math. Yeah. That's the difference. So, I mean, you have here Kalunga, you have Abject on Bard, Fox on Beast, Norcris White Mage, Fell Paladin, Spicy Dragoon, Hide and Samurai. Uh, Honor March, March, Enmity Polinus, Enmity Plus, you know, etc. Attack, attack. And you're using uh, Lizard Killer from Killer Instinct with Vicky, question mark? And you're using Arthur, attack, defense down, is obviously good, you wrote, versus Vicky, defense down, magic defense bonus plus, plus easier uptime on Killer Instinct. And then you just, that's the end of that. You have White Mage, Barfire, Barmnesia, Auspice, Damage, Slashing, Defense minus corrosive ooze, then you have uh you know thirty-three percent, zero point three three three. Then you have Dia two point one five two three total point four eight five six, and you have attack plus flat bonuses with a disgruntled face or <laughs> a disappointed face, honor march, you know, uh four sixty-four, minuet five, four forty-six, minuet four, four oh two total, thirteen twelve, relative attack bonus assuming about fifteen hundred attack at base. 1.87 rough PDF ratio correction average 1500 times <laughs> 1.87 divided by 1800 minus as an equation first 1800 times 0.4856 <laughs> equals 2812.0 divided by 874.08 equals 3.22 is your PDF given Dragoon is ratio. shooting for 3.8, and Sam also wants 3.7 ratio, there's quite a bit of adjustment we still need. Even assuming attack on these jobs starts at 2,000, PDF ratio only sits at 2.575. Sam would need to use Gecko with at least 1,500 attack to reach cap and apply PDL plus utility, 4.373 obtained, in parentheses. It would lose the double damage FTP ratio of Fudo, though. Nagling Dragoon provides at least 15% plus attack bonus with buffs, meaning it only needs to reach... It only reaches 2.514 at 1,500 attack and 2.961 at 2,000 attack. And these are literally <laughs> the things the that Fox, of a madman. the Fox does to make our group ready. And I never had seen any of this until right before this episode. He sent this and he's like, I only have this. And he sends it. I look at this and I go, Fox, 
if groups actually Jeez. did this, like the mechanics you talk about, I try to break them down to layman's terms. Like I couldn't do this, but when I look at it, I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, and even in the, the the equations, when I look at the items and those equations, the numbers punched in, I, I understand what those numbers being applied to are. And the ones I don't, if I pull up the equation, I would see where they are. But I don't do this, nor that I think I could do it on the fly. Like kind of, I don't know if you do it on the fly or not, but like you do, Sometimes. yeah. And you're like you're looking up gecko, you're looking up the bonus of nagling and savage blade, you're looking up a beast decimation attack cap that PDL ratio equals four point seven three. Just have you have all these things here. And this is how you built our static here. Like, like, see, people look at Zola's video, and they see Zola like, oh, wow, this guy's destroying it. They're using detonator on Arabati. They're doing this and that. We're doing the same thing, except you're using Zola as the template. And my... Yes. yes yeah, okay, yes. And then you're using Zola as the template, and then you're applying all the same math Zola would have had to do. So when everyone looks at these videos and they go, they go comment... Oh wow, that was a good video. Oh, good job, guys. They don't understand this is what went into that video. Like when I make something, I just go and fight it. That's it. Okay, we won, we lost, whatever. <laughs> it's pretty easy. If we're yeah. molly whopping it, like because we got to bring that word back again for a second episode. Of course, of course. It, it's a great fucking. It, it is pretty good. You know, if I'm molly whopping it, it's because it's that easy. It's trivial. You it's, find out later it's racist. Is it? Is it racist? Because I still like pow. I, I still like powwow. Powwow is a great phrase. I know it's insensitive and it belongs to a different group, oh, no. but powwow is a great phrase. I didn't know it was actually insensitive until very recently when Felgar said they had a, a sensitivity meeting at his uh, his workplace. But for those who don't know, powwow is a, uh, to my recollection, an Indian, an Indian Native American, American Native, depending on which way the uh, hyphenization has to go of that phrase now, American Native uh, spiritual gathering. So to say you're having a powwow as a get-together, which is the way it's actually used in American English, is uh, insensitive. So while that may be the case, I just appreciate the word, so that's too bad. <laughs> and now we're back so to me being racist. I want to comment on why I leave like some of the, the way this is written out. Um, when I leave notes, it's in case I have to come back to something. Or let's say we apply this strategy and I need I want to know like what I was thinking at the time when I go to review why the strategy did or did not work and how we could improve it. Um, I would want to see like written why I'm choosing to do these things. So um, this kind of goes back to my background in like story writing and things like that. Um, whenever you like try to build a plot or anything, you want to go through like phases of being able to write down a lot of like instances about it. It's not just a, a map of events. But you also want to give like some of the thought processes or DI ideas you're trying to communicate. And this is sort of like the story of us doing Odyssey. But this is like chapter one. And <laughs> what I'll do is I will actually build upon this every single time. Uh, I have to go back to the drawing board, so to speak. And I now have like my thought process as to why I was approaching things this way. And I can decide whether or not I want to continue to build upon that idea or if I want to scrap it completely because I've already explored X options or whatever. So that just kind of gives you an insight as to why I wrote, given Dragoon is shooting for 3.8 and Sam also wants 3 points at blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, this is what I decided we needed to focus on. Um, given our buffs, because that's the idea of having attack cap anyway. It's like you want to get as close to where this damage should live. And if I have the PDF, the rough PDF corrections, uh, the ratio, um, as well as the correction, the correction on him is really easy. You just subtract 1.0 from it generally for these mobs. Um, you can then plug in 
what you know of your group's gear and you can kind of see what kind of damage they're going to do and you just apply that damage per second so to speak uh towards how much uh hp the mob is expected to have and you can determine whether or not you can win a fight given a certain percentage of error so i feel like certain listeners uh for example chia just yeah chia ia chia it's always call him chia oh yes um I feel like he listens to this for you, as he said he does, but I feel like he's one of the people who could listen to this and glean insight from what you're saying. I feel like most listeners couldn't, especially without seeing it in front of them, because some of us are more visual learners. Who it is, it is, yes. This is my, always my fear. Like I, I don't want to slap people with this specifically, but that's why I send it to you so you could see it. But yes. this is what I don't want to just slap people with because they will die. They will literally die. Um... Let's see. Let me write down our timestamp here, and I'll have oh. to put the actual screenshot of the notepad in sure. this part of the YouTube video. So if you go to this very moment I'm talking about that I am recording. There's a, a lot of stuff that people will pick apart, too. Like, oh, you know, how are you using averages for, like, attack and stuff like that? I just know my group and roughly what kind of attack they have on these jobs. And then the defense is actually an assumption I had made. Um, Kalunga's defense of 1800 is an assumption I had made off of Apex mobs, plus our rough performance of it before. It may not be the exact number, but it actually fits well for a lot of calculations. But yeah, I, I so feel... People will pick these numbers apart. Anytime you post math on the internet, people will pick it apart. Simon. So I don't really care about that. I just want people to understand why I put them here. Don't like, worry. Can, yeah, I don't care. Don't worry. Simon says can't pick it apart because it doesn't live in spreadsheet land. Oh, I don't give a shit. <laughs> to be totally honest. I just want people to understand what they're looking at first um, and why these numbers are here. Because that's as important as having the formula is having like a correct assumption as to why you're using the numbers. So that's basically it. But yeah, for everyone who can't uh, gain insight from what they're hearing or seeing as, you know, I don't gain too much from this because I understand need more attack to do more damage and basic yeah, caveman terms. Yes, yeah, I try to make it uh, dumbed down to a relatable level where anyone can improve their performance. Like, no one's a fox, but anyone can be a spicy. That's for sure. <laughs> so, I try to Honestly, dumb it down. anyone can do this, too. It just sold well, themselves short. you say that, but that's like anyone could, you know, get to the moon as long as they're part of NASA. It's fair. Or, you know, maybe they're... I'm not know, a part of NASA, unfortunately. You know, maybe they're part of... Maybe they're a cosmonaut, or maybe they're, you know... I believe China's landed on the moon at this point. I think only a few countries have. But, uh, you know, you, you get to the moon as long as you have the right program behind you, so. Yeah. And that's the way Fox handles our fights, and <laughs> I need to give him a lot more gratitude than I do. Nah. Not that I'm uh, our, not ungrateful. Basically, to me, and the fun for our fights, to me, happens before the fight ever takes place. Um, I basically figure out if we can win or lose the fight before the fight even happens. That's why, like, if you guys ever have heard me, like, talk, um, and I'm talking to Spicy right now, not the audience, if you guys have ever heard me talk about, oh, we're probably going to lose this, this is why, because I've already mathed out that we're going to lose the fight, and I'm pleasantly surprised when we don't. Yeah, I'm going to say, um, outside of time limitations, as long as people live and we fight the way we do, yep. and as long as everyone's giving it their all, I generally think that we overcome more than you think we will. Which is how I generally yes. approach fights. I, I guess, yeah, I love being pleasantly surprised. It's awesome. I guess I'll call myself uh, a dejected, hopeful optimist, even though I am not an optimist. Yeah, that's fair. When, compared to you, at least, I would be, I suppose. Yes, I use objective facts and data. Objective. That's very fun, though, right? 
Yeah, well, to me, yeah. I mean, the whole episode's theme was fun, and uh, that's why I actually We're getting there. Had... Well, yeah, I mean, to, to explain, like, this is how someone like me has fun. Uh, I like to hypothesize um, based on facts, and I like to see if the outcome matches it, or if I have to re- return to the hypothesis and change it any. It's basically the scientific method. To thank all your potential, Fox, and your intelligence for what you could do for this world, and here you are in this podcast. Playing Final Fantasy Eleven. Yes. So dumb. Oh, I believe in you. Eh, someone has to. You could say you've been tasking for this moment for all your life. Oh, no. I was there and I saw what you did. Okay. What? Yeah. Yeah, it's part of uh, In the Air Tonight. Oh. It's just the way you sang it made it seem like an upbeat kind of... I know. I like to do that with songs, by the way. Uh, that's actually why I like covers of songs. Like, if anyone's ever heard me talk about, like, what songs I like, they're usually like, covers of songs because they're taking a song that's already pretty good and then they're changing it in some way that's interesting. So it's not something that I've already so expect. are you a Weird Al Yankovic fan? No, I absolutely hate him. <laughs> Yoda. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, no. Yoda. They feel like... Lives on a swamp and down in Dagobah. It's, like, cheap. I... Yankovic is like cheap kids singing stuff in the car because if they use the real words, they'd be swear words and mommy and daddy don't like that. <laughs> it, that that's what Yankovic feels like to me whenever songs are happening. Now that's what I call Yankovic 20. Oh yeah, it's gross. It's gross to me for some reason. I It's not that I don't enjoy humor. I actually really love comedy, but for whatever reason, I just don't find Yankovic very funny and I, I just can't stand it. Um, He's got some lines, but otherwise he's, yeah. I think his apex was white and nerdy. Yeah. At any rate, um, so outside of Phil Collins and everything, now we can get to what fun is. And we've gotten a few more responses while we've been doing this. For example, we have Yatnar here. Yes. I don't know. Um, Nael says that they love sitting in the sanctuary of Zita. Oh, right now, apparently, unlocking Samurai. And I kind of just want to. Uh, as yeah, in just sit I can there. That. Yeah, yeah. I, that, that, Zata is awesome. Zata has very good music. I like the atmosphere, and just sitting there, I, I could see that being fun. I mean, just, and it's such an underused zone. Like we end up in Esha Zata, which is such a bland and fucking awful version of Zata that no one actually appreciates the real sanctuary of Zata because no one ever fucking goes there anymore. Yeah, I mean, in the past, uh, in the seventy-five bygone eras, I was in Zata a lot because I got my Blood Ulch, my first big purchase in this game ever, by farming gooboos in there, selling their moss um, and their tree cuttings when people used to grow tree saplings and stuff. Yeah. So I farmed there nonstop. It was like an unhealthy amount of farming. Uh, yeah, I believe that. Yeah, just back in the day, I used to do those things. I would never do that today. I wouldn't have to. I never would. Um, I can't, looking in retrospect at it, just farming tree cuttings and shit and getting the NM occasionally, the Keeper of Halidom there that was made into a UNM, uh, funny enough. So, like, when I see Keeper of Halidom as a UNM, no one understands what that means. Like, I understand what that means. <laughs> and, you know, that was fun. But there's a very just special kind of somber tone to that zone. Zita in particular is one that players especially on reddit because they're all about the fucking feels uh one that they will single out and that you know it's for good reason so i could well, definitely it say, already has one of the most emotional music pieces in here just from like the way the the yeah the woodworks uh beautiful composition yeah and i got my mandao there my mandao was my first relic 
Is that where you pick up Mando? Yes. You get at the tree there off the map. And it's great because I like any zone that has off the map stuff like that because that was like original 11 and that's gone. Yeah, off the map is gone. And that was like super special kind of planned out. Or it's like super obvious off the off the map stuff. Yeah, but that's still cool because when I first partied in the crawler's nest and they took me to the basement there and it was off the map and I couldn't find it until someone had to run me to the camp and like there's like a weird ass machine in there too. It's it's the um the um the whatchamacallit? The to get the chip and you put it in for For the the rune weapons. The rune weapons, weapons. yes. The um a strange device or the the strange apparatus or the strange apparatus, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That like those were always super cool. And they tied it into Rune Fencer, which was awesome too. You didn't expect that, and um, it, it's a thing to this day. You have to get your Rune gear by fighting the the great sword that floats in the sky, the the relic great sword kind of looking thing. To bring yeah. back Dynamis, even as a reason, like 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 those are the things that go unappreciated that are kind of like neat and, and kind of like there's there's a sense of fun to them, as in like it's unexpected and it's a reuse in a very clever way that's not like a recolor reskin, like. Like, when you fight Kalunga, it's like, oh, I fought the T-Rex back in the day. Or, like, many people didn't, so this is the first T-Rex they fought. But it's like, oh, they're just reskinning that. But, like, when you take that reskin and you apply it to Runefencer's uh, weapon or the strange apparatus and stuff used to party in as an older school player, it has a more special meaning to it. And that's the thing players miss out on is the devs and the people who make this, they have that same uh, connection to it, like you or I might, Fox, from playing for uh, a million fucking years. <laughs> but it, it the I think the average person's kind of lost on that connection and how special that can feel. So that's actually really fun when you can not only just enjoy a random thing like Zuta, but all the things that connect into these things in the game, which is why this game, in my opinion, is so long withstanding is is how many intricate details of craftsmanship go into it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's stuff that gets glossed over a lot too. Like you don't get to see a lot. You or you don't really get to enjoy a lot of the craftsmanship. That's because... where I went to ninety nine, man. I, I paid the Merc and they killed the pucks and the tree and was great. Even, even with the dev team's limitations though, like I'm sure that they would like to deliver that experience to us, but they can only use what assets they can. So like we don't get that kind of authentic feeling anymore because even if they wanted to, they wouldn't be able to produce it for us. And this is unfortunately content that we just have to completely skip over because it's, well, have to is pretty strong, but it's just not relevant enough to us to ever spend time. I enjoyed how that zone was also part of the most important ZM back in the day of when it was difficult getting the headstones, the headstone pilgrimage. Was that one the most difficult one? I thought that was Ifrit's Cauldron that usually everyone... Yes, yeah, so that's the headstone pilgrimage is Ifrit's Cauldron. It's easier now because you can UNM more close to it. Well, yeah. Yeah, it was Ash Dragon that usually ended runs or like people would have a Black Mage run through on a on a Metal Gear mission. So also it's like a nostalgia episode right now. See? Yeah, and then teleport and then uh, tractor everyone up over the ledge. This is why I wanted to do one because like this right here is like perfect. <laughs> nostalgia. Um so Yatnar, uh, our favorite geomancer here, says fun to me is being able to organize with a group of like minded people to complete a challenging goal. If I can't have if I can't have that I don't play if I can't have that, I don't play. Sorry. This is why I unsubbed in June. <gasps> After our episode, he unsubbed. That's very disheartening. Oh, that explains why he hasn't been around. That, that explains. Uh, I did this Geo episode on, on this podcast, and now I just quit the game. That's it. I've had enough. Now he's known as that Geo. That Geo. We've screwed him indirectly. I failed to find. Yeah, he was making a link show and everything, remember? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I failed to find a group. He changed servers, trying to make a link shell fail, come back to Asura, trying to make a link shell fail. Oh, that's unfair. I'm, I'm glad he's still in the Discord, because I appreciate him showing up. 
Yeah, for real. I'll have to send him stuff after this podcast. I failed to find a group to play with and was unsuccessful building one. Uh, that's too bad. That's that one from from fun to depression. We need more people who are willing to try to build groups like this. And that, that that is a real tragedy that we lose him regardless of what kind of job he plays, just because he's the kind of player that still has the mindset to build a group and to try to get something going. Because that's one of the biggest hurdles a lot of people have trouble with. Um, with this with this link shell I tried to help out, the number one thing that I see goes wrong with them is that people have the hardest time just starting something. So they, they just don't start to try to do anything. Like they they just stop. Something blocks them from just continuing and just stepping up. But and the status quo saps you away, in, in other words, too. Yeah. So you have what you want and you enjoy what you want, but you want to set that up, but you have to actually swim against the current in this case because the status quo of the way the community has been shaped around gratification of people and whether it's buying this, leveling that for paying someone, getting your CP, etc. Uh, that stifles group creation, as we've talked about in the past. And the reason why people it wonder, does. yeah, why I'm such an asshole and why I'm so adamant about these things is because these are the people who get disenfranchised and you don't know them, you don't see them. And this is why, you know, if you want them to be different, you fight for it. This is what, you know, I personally would fight for here is this kind of the people who enjoy Zata, the people who want to make a group and, and can't and, and get discouraged and don't no longer have fun paying to play a game because they are paying to play it. So if you're not getting the experience you want, why would you stay around? You, you know, it takes time. It takes resources. Why are you doing this? But the atmosphere we create directly impacts these people and their fun. So why am I such an asshole? Why am I so hostile? It's because the system of gratification people have set up directly goes against what I value and the fun people have that I also find fun, which is this right here. And that's why I'm rude. <laughs> that's why I'm rude. Part of why I'm rude. Let's see, we have Brahms. Um, he likes to play less used jobs uh, outside of his main big three. And and I actually really appreciate that too. That's actually what got me into playing so many ridiculous jobs is I found out that with every new job I tried, I actually just enjoyed it. So I wanted to be as cool as possible on that job. And well, you succeeded you in everything but war. Awful inventory issues. <laughs> um, but yeah, tweaking and experimenting with alternate builds uh, and add some spice to my playtime. Yeah, I, I'm very similar to him so far uh, in terms of what I do. Is, is that why I'm around? Because you wanted to add use. spicy to your playtime? Yeah, man. Because if, if I don't have something going wrong, then I need to find some artificial <laughs> way to make it happen. <laughs> That's what I excel at. Uh, let's see. He likes to test out fringe equipment um, uh, at the main red loudest part of the community. Oh, yeah. Uh, either ignores or deems non-optimal or best in slot. I can definitely see why he listens to us. That's for sure. Yeah, these are all people uh, in the Discord, by the way. So if you're... Yeah. I, I, we've mentioned the Discord before, so... Yeah, we'll occasionally read off the podcast chat if like, we want some feedback for an episode and want to talk about like their particular contributions that they want to add to that episode. Um, contributing to the overall knowledge base the community benefit of others and helping out people with stuff like crafting synergy. Brahms had done Paladin sets that we picked on in the past. So he had done yep. uh, the Paladin community guide there. So he had set that up for anyone to, to also benefit from or to improve upon or make their own sets within because the rune community guide has more than just my sets in it, even though the person who made them hasn't updated it. Uh, they were for a long time, uh, very good, but different sets than what I would make, but they were very good. So, uh, it's not just one person contributes to the guide. You can all contribute to it. So he's, he's the main BG paladin contributor there. So, yeah. And I have scrutinized the sets too. And the thing that's important is that someone is at least trying and putting them out there so discussions can be made around them. 
Um, I actually haven't seen it in quite a while. I don't know how those sets have evolved since the first, you know, draft of doing it. Generally, when we um, poke him, he, he looks at them and changes. Yeah, them. but honestly, just having someone doing it is important. Um, and it's the message I try to put out there of people not just copy pasting things, but actually like looking at these sets and, and questioning those sets is actually really important to the game because then they decide or then they figure out why they are wearing them to begin with. And really, the moral of the story here is that Brahms does great work because he's at least someone who's putting sets out there. Like, I don't even do that. And, you know, I come off as someone who, like, knows a bunch of stuff. And I try to think that I'm positive for the community. But honestly, he's doing more good than I am just by making sure that this stuff is out there for more people to access. So it's really good that he's doing that. So Niall has something here, too. Um they say they're enjoying playing in the Final Fantasy setting, and the equipment system is just phenomenal. But then they also say down here, right above the Brahms, because we've been reading backwards, but we're going to read forwards backwards. Yeah. Um, another thing I'll add, says Niel, which I assume is how you say that, uh, the game is only 20 years old, and I am just now coming in and trying to experience much as I can. And one of these things that brings me great pleasure is exploring all the different zones. I'm sitting in the Sanctuary of Jitai right now, da-da-da, unlocking Samurai, da-da-da-da, I just want to listen to the music, da-da-da-da. Put another way, things that might be old, uh, old hat for so many people, are still new, exciting, and beautiful for me. Yeah. The game might be old, but it doesn't mean that people experiencing the game have any kind of understanding that it is. Like, it's still, like, the first time that someone does something, you know? So that... Like whenever I say not to blow past stuff and to actually just enjoy the content for what it is, that's exactly why. It's because that is new content for that person a majority of the time. And so you only get to experience something the first time, one time, unless you have like a traumatic brain injury. <laughs> so like me? Yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, um, that's it's actually really cool that they actually enjoy that because... Not a lot of people do. I'm someone who, despite how, how logical and mathematical I am, um, I actually enjoy like the little things like that. Um, I wish there was more time that I could spend in game, like appreciating those things. Um, but unfortunately, I just don't. I enjoy Arapaho Reef and spending time yeah. there. I don't ever get out there, but if I had to spend time and be somewhere, that's the place. I just, you know, to me, it's kind of a place to just. Yeah, that creepy music box is fantastic. Yes, it is. It is. And it, it ties into my, my original uh, first job to like unlocked and seriously worked on Pup and my first 75 and just so many times I've been in the reef with other people and just things that happen, whether uh, someone dies and the one that drops the, the Lamia that spawns someone dies and drops the uh, subligar and the, the trousers or they're like warrior pants used to wear at 75 a strength plus the uh, blessed hose or something like something like that. Yeah, yeah, like that would spawn, and it's just other stuff. To just like that zone was always a thing. Someone has to walk through it for the first time, and it becomes like a, a half a link shell group event to bring someone through it, and just things don't exist anymore. Now I see. Oh, what's the fastest staging point I can get to? Because I don't plan on getting all of them. <laughs> that that kind of was one of the fastest ones, honestly, compared to going yeah. to the Vucca. Although the Vucca was the easiest if you go to Nashville with the boat and you had a silver piece, but uh, you know for some reason people didn't choose that one. It was something else, like taking him just to the first uh, uh, Azawaf Isle, Kadavramire one, which only be the one through the Imps, even though... That's usually someone's first, yeah. Yeah, even though the Vucca would be the easiest. Or no, that's Azu. Yeah. And Niall also just says now, the same reason I like Monster Hunter, I'm a nut for cool weapon models and games. Yeah, this, this game did an okay job of that. 
Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I like it when the weapon models are cool, but I don't like it when they're so ridiculously outlandish that they're obviously a JRPG weapon that only JRPG protags can use. Joe, um, like, uh, was it? They have to be grounded, you know? Was it Joe and, uh, show and Jump kind of manga? Yeah. That'd be the, the equivalent of using the Show and Jump kind of like a uh, weapon. Yeah, it's targeted for kids for its edge factor. Absolutely. Yes. Speaking of which, you talk about how are things doing with me. Carrot has gotten me, I didn't even think to mention this, as every time we do How Are You Doing, and I forget literally 75% of what I would have said until we're done. Carrot's been getting me to watch JoJo's, uh, JoJo's Adventure. Um, yeah. Just, just, okay. just Strange Adventure. Uh, yeah, yeah, JoJo's Strange Adventure, whatever the fuck. Um, and we were on season two now, and I've just been enjoying how ridiculous it is because, of course, I enjoy ridiculous things. And uh, she's been making me watch that because she she already watched all of it herself, but she's making me watch it because she's like, watch it with <laughs> me. And uh, that's how I'm doing. You might like Fist of the North Star also. Uh, you men- you mentioned that before a couple times. Yeah. yeah. It's like the manliest show ever. Well, it, <laughs> but it's, it's so ridiculous, too. Yeah. Jojo is manly in the sense of being sarcastic. That's fair. I, I it just never really seemed like my thing. I do enjoy Fist of the North Star, but for a reason like Jojo never captured me, so I never really got into that. But I, I watch more anime than Adult Man probably should admit. That's definitely true. Not just Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. No, not just Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. So Legato here says, I think the thing I enjoyed most uh was going out and exploring the world on blue learning spells see it's a good reason i recommend blue first is for people is to experience this game in a way you can't experience it again once you've leveled the first time yeah and, and learning blue spells isn't a fucking burden i'm yes. glad this guy actually enjoyed this process yes it, it's rewarding because this game you can only experience things a certain way one time which is why it's valuable to have them experience that way and, and anyway, uh, and seeing what rabbit holes I stumbled down, they must love this podcast, what rabbit hole I stumbled down is I was wondering <laughs> what's over that way and just explored the little nooks and crannies you would just stumble into across Vanadio. Yeah. Uh, it could be as simple as that. Tadatsos says, I can pronounce words, Fox. Tatatso says, skill chain magic burst, but I guess more abstractly cooperating with other people and getting tangible results from doing so. Yeah, interaction. Like Most people can skill, self-skill chain now. I, 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 what I think you, the dude's referring to is like cooperating to create skill chains and someone else magic burst. I, I think it's more like the whole like comprehensive group experience is what I'm getting out of yeah. that. Yeah, a lot of people are actually uh, iterating that indirectly. And I have to say, for all the frustration it is to deal with other people in this game, uh, how isolated you can feel when you have to deal with people in this game and not want to deal with other people, at a, at a core instinct or desire, we seem to have this uh, propensity towards wanting to cooperate to do something more than we can do ourselves. And the game allows that environment to do that even though it is quite the process yeah it certainly is a process because like a lot of times people have the drive to win like i one of the most fun things for me is is actually accomplishing the content like i like to win i don't like to play specific jobs i like to craft a group that wins the strat and that to me is fun like i i well, we have felt like our coach so. to a football team i don't have to be the quarterback i like to be the coach and to get a result from like multiple people playing the game and like seeing the strategy work and everything, it's, it's basically like the culmination of everything that I want out of this game. So that, that's what I find fun. I, I don't know. Well, that's good. That, well, that's why you're in charge, I guess. I don't want to be in charge. Yes. 
I just well, kinda... so, sometimes it wears on me too, though. Like there's, oh, there's some I, I days where it's like I wish people could just do things their fucking selves. I, I feel that too. I felt that in the past. That's why, that's why I, I copy paste the strats sometimes or all the time. <laughs> well, I, I look no at one it. reads. Well, after a while, I stopped looking at it because I know you're copy pasting it. But I read it the first few times. I think about it. There you go. Doesn't mean I, doesn't mean I remember it when we're doing it, but it's true. Don't worry, I'm gonna copy paste tomorrow with a slight adjustment. Oh, oh, what's the adjustment this is for our, our body runs? Because we've been able to kill Kalunga and Gogmagog. No, we, we, we gotta do farm. Oh, it's farm. Oh, oh, you're going yeah, ninja. Gonna, That's yeah, right. I'm That's, gonna go ninja. Yep. Okay. I'm do it. We're gonna see what happens. Looking forward to it. Make sure to have my evasion set ready just in case. Uh, is it gonna be enough evasion without buffs to evade things in there? Yeah, it'll work on floor one. I don't think the ideal approach is this will work on floor one. No, it's not. I just have to always take into account that things can go perhaps, wrong, I guess. Perhaps your shadows might help a bit, but... Well, they will, but it's only like the first seven hits. It, it won't keep you completely alive. I don't know, we'll, we'll find out. I, I don't think it'll be as big of an issue as I'm thinking, but if you prepare for the worst, then you're always prepared for basically everything. So, so Lucifer broke down my quote into several parts, as I like to do for uh, irony slash sarcastic slash harassing sake. And uh, they put fun, playing the game with others, uh, worth, playing, worth playing daily for. I guess they're breaking someone else's quote down at this point. Uh, the drip feed of progress has gotten to the point where the game is less RNGesus and more about continually upgrading most things. I think that's better for the player in general. Unforgettable. Many enduring qualities from setting, lore, gameplay systems, etc. So when I first saw this particular post in the Discord, I thought it was a haiku. <laughs> then, I, then I realized that there were the well, syllables were wrong. That's good. The syllables. Well, well, I mean, look at it. <laughs> like, it, like it, it's not in a format that many you're enduring see. qualities for setting lore, gameplay systems, etc. That is, it's kind of like a haiku. You're right. <laughs> yeah, it, it just kind of had this like haiku look to it, even though it's not a haiku. But yeah, I don't know. Unforgettable, fun, worth playing. I mean, Lucifer is newer to the Discord. I don't make fun of them too much, but. I mean, that's, they're, they're saying what they enjoy and what's fun to them, which is always subjective yeah. to each individual. So, I mean, they're right. The, the, the dopamine drip of feed of progress here is, is absolutely what most people, especially the ones who are going overdrive in their dopamine drips here and their self-worth that they're apparently making up for, in my opinion, not that I know too much, um, <laughs> is, is, you know, being successful, being powerful, being something online, uh, whatever they want to be. Uh, would be feeding into the buying ambuscades, buying drops, having everything, doing the best daddy's love parse, you know, kind of thing. Be all the human being you can be. Be all the Final Fantasy player you can be. Therefore, you're worth something. The dopamine drip. Yeah, man. Making that shield plus with your bot so you can say you have it. Your sex swing plus one spam. It's very important. You have to have a sex swing plus one. The, the comfort may come at a cost, but, you know, it doesn't everything. <laughs> Yeah, for sure, dude. So Blue Spoons here says, I like helping people out that just came back or are new. Oh, that's you, Fox. Yeah. Having to actually run places instead of using a mount or HP because the other guy doesn't have them and you need to run with them. Killing old content I've forgotten about. Shit like that. So I won't always run with people, but I'm very similar <laughs> to you. This sounds like, like first out of town new to me. Yeah, which is which is fine. Like usually, I'll make sure people understand where they can get like maps. <laughs> but outside of that, on PG? Yeah, I like helping new people. Yeah, it's usually PG that, that I'll that I'll point to for maps. 
I actually can't think of anywhere else. So it's not even actually it's BG that I'll usually point to. It's just usually BG that I'll point to for that, or always. And I just really don't like using definitive words sometimes. Sounds like an abject email. Yeah, pretty much. It's way too wordy for the point that I'm trying to get across. So we talked about favorite zones before, and I said a reef in the past. Uh, I forget what your favorite zone was. Oh, God, what was my favorite zone? I don't know. I, I can't listen to the episode. I wouldn't know where it happened in the episode. Yeah, I don't know. And I guess this is a good example anyway, because like tastes change over time. So True. what could be my favorite zone at the time could have been my favorite zone because of the state of mind I was in or whatever. Um, but I think Arapago Reef was up there um, as one of mine. And then uh, just because of the, the the chilling music box music, which is really awesome. And then uh, I think the actual battle. Yeah, that's right. I had multiple answers. I think the actual battlefield was um, the one that uh, the Shinryu fight is in now and that Dawn was original for Promethea is the uh, Celestial, not the Celestial Nexus, but the, uh, what you call it, where like you're, you're above uh, Altayu. Uh, I forget what that's called. Yeah, that was like my favorite battlefield. But I think my favorite zone was was Arapago. Um, I think we were both Arapago. If it wasn't, then it was probably Sanctuary Zeta. But then I also like Ravern Sight. I think Ravern Sight is really cool. They could have done. I don't think you mentioned that one last time. I don't think I did either, but I probably should have. Um, they would have been mostly like older zones. Uh, the waterfall outside of the entrance in Mizrah Coast, outside of the entrance to Esheruan, is really cool. Did you ever do the mannequin quest? Yeah, I did. I have a mannequin chilling in my Magos right now. It is, it is a samurai, and I'm never on samurai, and that's why it's a samurai. Probably better than the Felgar samurai. Uh, it's using the... Uh, Shiny one? No. Um, the katana that you get off of uh, Absolute Virtue. No, I used to use the Absolute Virtue katana. Um, this Pandemonium is the Warden? one that comes off Pandemonium Warden, yeah. I figured, how do I know it's going to be Pandemonium Warden's katana? Because it's the really cool uh, seven-bladed katana yeah, it's, it's, it's really not actually functional as a sword. Yeah, when it came out, it wasn't that great of a weapon when it first came out, and the Abyssia version they created also wasn't that great, but it's just like everyone wanted to use but it because it looks so but cool. But it looks cool, yeah. It's, yeah, it's it a looks black awesome. version. Like, that should have been the mythic weapon look, or should have been that katana that like that's a perfect look for it versus yeah the, the, the mythic katana really lets me down because it's it's just like a it's it's basically the same katana model that you always see with a more curved handle that's that's the uh that's the mythic great katana no one ever makes so most people won't have actually seen it because you never see it around yeah i'm trying to think um i want to say that i did have a different answer and i'm sure if that answer was made i would instantly understand why i chose it but as it stands right now, um, I would say that uh, Arapago is definitely there. Uh, Reverne Sight is as well. I think Reverne Sight has really nice... It's not room. typically the zone you think of. You think of... Everyone mentions other things like... Uh, if you saw... Uh, I'm trying to think of what they would pick at the moment. But if you saw like a question at an auction house or something, you would see uh, everyone saying similar answers of like Zata, Zata, Zata. And then, you know, there'd be a couple of random ones like the Dunes or something. Yeah. I remember it wasn't a common one, that's for sure. I just don't remember now exactly what it was. I think it's because I had actually given it some thought, and here I just am basically drawing a blank and just spitballing off of whatever notion comes into my head first, which doesn't necessarily denote a favorite. It just denotes what I was last thinking of or what's most easily accessible as a memory. So we have Zaan here, our Runefencer boy from last episode, and that's a B-O-I, just being ridiculous. 
uh, from last episode here, responding back to Lucifer here, other than the chemical reaction which occurs in the brain, which sends an electrochemical response to the rest of the body, going back to some <laughs> of the older zone, unused zones and remembering some of the good times there, fireworks and Summerfest, which actually right now the si- fireworks and Summerfest are firing off right now, yeah. and I'm in Rabao, so they're firing off. And finally getting that one strategy to work, he says. I had to scroll. Uh, So finally getting that one strategy to work is something that I enjoy, but I don't usually like... I I like reformulating the strategy when when it goes wrong. I just like like making things work. Yeah, I mean, getting things to work is sweet, but I mean, identifying when that uh, that hole is is round and you're using a square object is also very important. It's generally pretty obvious sometimes. It's like all of our our tier three runs. (sighs) Wow. I don't think we're using a square peg. I using. I think we're using an appropriate strategy for what we're trying to do. I think it's just the one missing piece from Era Body. Is it bothered me always that you see these videos people upload where it's like the tank has no problem and they kill the mob and nothing happens. But when you don't proc the aura off on Era Body, as they don't in Zola's video, uh, think it's an unreliable win because. You're having the tank. It const- gets worse. Yeah, it gets really bad. The tank's constantly dispelled. It has stat down. It has a very significant um, DOT, and and all this going on. And you're constantly dispelled, so you have no food on. And we have no white mage in that fight, usually for Kalunga. So you don't have the extra healing that you normally would have for Arabody to give you that cushion, so that it's kind of more laughable, where the white mage just heals you when you have that extra buffer, or or, I mean, you can't get erased in this instance. Garmage can't erase. So either you're, like, spamming stacks of food, spamming stacks of panacea every time just to beat the fight, or you're proccing the mob. So when when the aura's off, his regain isn't, you know, if he has any at that point. He has regain during aura, definitely, but you're Honestly, not getting hit with all moves and everything. I think we just need to send Hayden in to die with a turret. That's not going to work, because then we're going to have the DPS to kill it. Yeah, but I mean, it's still additional crits. Because what ends up happening is we will get that first blue proc because we'll have, like, Norcris use camouflage because he's on Ranger. Um, and then uh, he'll have a great crit rate along with Ramu, and everything's fine. I think that should be um, safe for the second one because we definitely can get the first one without it. He used it on the second one also. Oh. See, the the problem is, is you need more crits within that same window yeah, or it'll just keep procking red over and over. That's what happens after the first one. Yes. So the the second one gets kind of gross, uh, no matter what, and I mean, without something like a turret also weighing in on it, because that, that's how we did it during our original tier three, where we didn't do multiple tier threes. It was just that singular boss. Um, we had the bard run in with a turret. We had like everyone in the backfield with like crit weapons ready to run in. The bard was key, uh, crucial yeah. to that because we don't have a bard this time. Yeah, they all just ran in and critted their balls off. Crit and, your uh, balls off. In this situation here, the only job we can really reliably have go in and crit their balls off is the Corsair because the Ranger can also crit, but like I'm on Summoner to control the Ranger's enmity. I can't run in there and crit because I will just instant die, even in DT. As has happened on your... As has happened. Yeah, just trying to apply Shell Crusher. Just trying to apply Shell Crusher was awful. But uh, yeah, Summoners are just made out of paper sometimes and... You know, even in like Niame and stuff, like a summoner is still a summoner. That's yeah, for HP. for Arabody, we have summoner, geo, rune, core, ranger, red mage. Yep. I mean, we can't send the red mage in. Can red mage nope. use torrent? They have dagger, so they can use. Yeah, yeah, red mage could go in, but we, but you don't want we to. We want to keep the yeah. We have to keep the healer safe because yes. I since I don't have a sub job, I would love to heal on summoner. 
Um, but I'm limited to Leviathan basically in that in that situation. It's a shame Paladin can't do this and heal themselves. Yeah, we could just switch uh Kalunga Kalunga strat and our strat. I don't I wouldn't I wouldn't is... trust Felgar to tank that in a way that requires oh, it requires very fine tuned sets. But at the same time I wouldn't want to make well, a strategy that requires him... like Fox Danger to be the paladin that doesn't work for most people. Yeah, because that's actually what I was thinking is I would probably just paladin our body and then I want it to be replicator. Yeah, exactly. So the only issue we have is procking. Because if you proc Arabati, he's not hard. No, not at all. And that's that's what we experienced during the uh, the original tier th tier three fifteen B fifteen clear. It's like it's, a kitty. Uh, yeah, yeah. We just proc'd him consistently, and he just kind of melted, and it was a really uneventful fight. But when it's which not is on. which is how it which is how it goes when the aura is not on in this current strat too. Yeah, like we got him, melt. We got him down to twenty one last night, and then uh, Felgar goes. <sighs> He's on Geo for people's content. Yeah, Felgar's on Geo. We're at twenty one percent, and he goes, "I forgot the bolster. Should I save it, dude? We needed the bolster to get rid of that extra HP. You fucking mook. <laughs> oh god, it drove. When I heard that, I literally almost did a three sixty out of my chair and walked away. My my eye twitched too. Oh yes, that. because that could. Then you send me a tell immediately. That could have literally. Yeah, it could. I was just yelling because I wasn't on mic because I didn't want to move the mic that I had to move yeah. to be here anyway because Carrot took the bedroom from me tonight. But it was so funny. Literally, I was just sitting there yelling. I'm like, no. That like that could have been the difference between us winning and not winning, and and just I'm you know, trying I to do was, what I can. I was wondering why the DPS was slow. He like always I noticed saves that it. he always saves it. Like, dude, stop saving it. Just use it. I noticed that too, but I was just like, he's that guy in a group that like should have said something. Like everyone's about to die at one percent, and he's like, oh, I should say benediction in case I need it. And he's that kind of guy that won't use benediction lets everyone die. See, what I thought had happened was I thought he used Bolster at the start because it melted at the start. I thought he used Bolster and then he used he forgot Always to use Blaze of Glory. Uh, yeah, I thought he I thought he forgot to use Blaze of Glory. You I know, didn't know that he forgot to use Bolster. I'm noticing the the fault in all these groups, uh, the setup so far has always been Felgar. Like we lost the Kalunga because of Felgar, and we've won the last two Kalungas doing the same setup strategy groups and everything because he wasn't fucking around. So we won the last two Kalungas at a four because I don't know what happened the first one, but the second one, he, he died because of the cure sets being on constantly and, and dying to the fetters from cure sets. And then lost this last one because he didn't use bolster and the right job abilities on Geo because Geo's hard to play. So I'm starting to think the, first, the, the common theme here is Felgar. So if we just harass Felgar enough, perhaps we'll win. I mean, you technically, or you typically do a good job of that. Uh, you know, someone else has to harass him. I, I can't. Like, I, I tell him when he does things wrong. Like when he says, you know, hold on, I'm confused. And I go, well, how's it different from any other time? You know, he's like, ho, ho, ho. But it's like, you know, I'm only half joking. Yeah, I mean, it's not. I like Felgar a lot. We have. Yeah. Him and oh, I have sure. more in common than anyone else in the group. But I should, that's exactly why I'm harder on him. That's fair. Yeah, I like him, too. That's why I can I can say these sorts of things like. You're going to have a group of players and like one player may not be as strong as the rest of the players for whatever reason. And sometimes that's something that you have to like deal with as part of your group. And that's that I actually factor that in as like into all of our strategies. I assume this person's underperforming, therefore put in the equation lower. I mean, you could put it exactly that way and it wouldn't be untrue. But it, like basically there's there's always going to be like a tolerance and you're either going to have people who are just on point and everything works out great. Or you can be ready for the times when people are not on point and you can still win because you found out a way to do that. 
And uh, that, that, that latter one is the one that usually keeps us winning. I don't really have a good way to put that. No, you know, uh, it, you prefer people don't test the tolerance or the patience of the group. But in order to have fun, yeah. there's always going to be that person. And see, I've had people in the past, uh, Hawksmore I pointed to as an example. And unlike Fell, um, Hawk was not willing to like grow or do what the group needed, but he wanted to have yeah. fun and show up. And you get kind of get tired of that one person. So you have to know when to cut someone loose or when to kind of like lay into someone to try and get that performance out. If you do it in a way that they will understand, because I can't lay into Felgar the same way uh, I could lay in, you know, I, I can lay into him, but I can't do the same exact way into like Norcris. I could not lay into him the way I lay into Fel. It would not, it would not produce anything but the guy not coming on anymore. Probably. Or leaving the group, you know, one of those things. But we also don't have to worry about that from Norcris. Yes, because he's, he's, he's our warrior. Like he knows what he's doing. You know, when they ask for yeah. a warrior episode in the podcast, when's the warrior episode? It's like, well, Norcris is our only warrior, and he's a mute, and he doesn't talk, so there's no, yeah. there's no warrior episode coming anytime soon. Yeah, for real. I like the recently we said Norcris is a woman, and he doesn't talk uh, because they're uh, having a baby or something. And then Felgar's like, Norcris is a woman? Yeah. <laughs> Spe- Speaking of fun, he identifies as a pumpkin. Oh boy, it's midnight always for Phil. So Ibble yeah. here, uh, who's newer to the Discord, or I haven't seen talk much. They have a Domo avatar, so you know they're. I haven't seen them. You know they're our age or older. Domo has not been seen yeah. in a long time. Um, I only recognize what it looks like. I never remember what Domo is originally from. Um, trying out non-bandwagon strategies, low manning difficult content. Many of my favorite YouTube videos are people doing solo or duo setups that seem impossible to me. So for Ibble, if they haven't seen this person, um, they should actually watch a lot of Lutes videos. L-U-T-E is a Japanese player. Um, you won't be able to read anything that goes on on screen, I don't think. I, I can only make assumptions about you know, what still languages impressive. you can speak. But you can see them do all sorts of cool things. Like there's one where the dude is soloing uh, Order of Courage. That's pretty crazy. Um, and does so mostly with a dagger on red mage which is really dumb uh and then like there's other ones like he solos ou um he solos like all the omen bosses actually it's it's really cool so yeah watch that dude if you enjoy that sort of thing but i i enjoy doing that sort of stuff too i'm just less good at it honestly um i did that for shinryu but i i do under like as far as like watching people do that um that is actually what got me into like beastmaster for example because it's from beastmaster's actual content like that dude is uh actually inspired me to be a better beast than just the generic one that I was. And then from there, like I went on to inspire other beast masters, obviously. And then you were inspiring me to one day be a beast master seven years. It's a fun job. When I'm, uh, when I'm, you know, getting a hip replacement surgery one day, I'm going to be like, you know, I've encouraged me beast master because of Fox, the game's still around. It's been, it's been like, you know, (laughs) 20 years, but the game's still around. Maybe then they'll add the uh, job ability haste required to make my damage actually meaningful. Honestly, <laughs> we'll still dude, be trying. Dude, my to... savage blades were so good, but I couldn't TP fast enough. We're still getting the drops from Shinryu in twenty years. Don't worry. Oh yeah, yeah. You know we got to get everyone their uh, their last cloak, of course. Shinryu never drop. That was really sad. I was really hoping we'd get one so we can get like we haven't gotten or something. We've gotten fucking Jack Diddley squat so far. Yeah, we haven't seen like anything. Not even a weapon. Not even. Not even Master Chief needing a weapon here. Yeah, no helmets. So sometimes what's fun to other people, like, for example, Frod, 
Summoner burn all the things. Fraud only plays the game occasionally during free periods. Like, right now we're in a free period, which is great. Come play. Um, he only plays uh, to yell Summoner burn all the things. And in the yells of a Sarah chat here, we have something for Fox that I thought was pretty good today. From, oh. from X No Name. Is Monk and War top DPS for Endgame RN right now? And then Yam Burglar, which I've never heard of a Yam Burglar. That's fucking great. This guy either hit the wrong key on his keyboard there or just actually absolutely loves yams. I thought you'd appreciate this. Guy. Yes, Yam Burglar. I saw the the first thing I noticed in this this thing when you posted it was the name Yam Burglar. I'm not gonna lie. I read, yeah. I read Yam Burglar first. That was the that was the thing. So otherwise it's pretty generic. So Yam Burglar yelled back, your mom is top DPS. It's such a generic as her shout. Yam Burglar. The name, the shout, it's perfect. It, it's why it's in the yells of Asura. We don't have a yells of anything but Asura uh, thing in the Discord. That's because you only need yells of Asura. That's right. We can't get our trash tier content anywhere else. And the previous thing, Carrot Post in there. Should we do that one while we're at it? Yeah. Uh, holy cow, H-O-L-I-K-O-W, sent Kara to tell a couple days ago, and the tell starts off, you Asian? <laughs> Question mark. And Carrot responds, Spriggan, because they're in a Spriggan lock style. And holy cow goes, what? Two question marks. Carrot Chan. <laughs> they separated the Chan from Carrot. Wow. As in anyone ending in the name of Chan is Asian. And Carrot responded back, holy cow. Yeah, that's pretty special. Oh boy, you Asian Carrot Chan? I mean, we've joked before. Just, when she sent that, I thought she was talking about how we joked that she was Asian, or I joked she was Asian. But uh, the, the just fucking end me, like, that is how I feel about most of these things that come up. Like, most of these idiotic yells, or these tell things, or these, these weird-ass fucking back-and-forth battles between idiots. Like, usually I'm just like, I'll just fucking end me. I don't want to see this. You know, there's an element of fun in this, though. If you can't watch a train wreck, uh, what fun can you have? I guess, man. I don't know. Productivity? <laughs> Let's see what else is left for uh, people have fun. And then we can go into more of what we find fun to wrap up. Uh, so Lucifer said back to Ibble here, Yeah, the first time she clears something like that is a pretty nice moment. Which I agree. The first time I beat... I mean... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but when you first beat, um, uh, it's not Promethean Watcher, um, the, the COP end boss fight, um, Promethea? Yeah, Promethea. That's what I was looking for, Promethea. When you first beat Promethea, uh, did you feel accomplished? Because I didn't. But when I I defeated the other fights, um, I felt very accomplished through those fights. I didn't feel accomplished because I beat Promethea. I felt accomplished because I beat Chains of Promethea. Okay, okay, that's that's something, I guess. Because, yeah, I mean, Promethea itself wasn't really difficult, um, but all of the Chapter 8, like, shit that you had to do technically was. And uh, there was a lot of, it was very tedious, you had to manage a group, and you had to, like, manage a group through content that could actively kill the group while they were wandering through it, instead of, like, the 119 people who wander through it now. And it was actually really dangerous, like aggro ranges, stuff like that. Like you, you had to actually take your time, and these missions took a long ass time to complete sometimes. Um, so yeah, just the whole the whole experience of COP felt really great when I was done with it. And yeah, Promethea wasn't like a super climactic end boss, but like the arena sure was epic, and I felt like I accomplished something as a whole instead of just an individual fight at that point. So I, I guess I feel pretty good about it. Uh, Divine Might. I absolutely felt very accomplished yeah. in doing that because that was many losses running to Divine Might. 
I didn't feel accomplished on that one. I went as Black Mage. I did it as Black Mage as well, and we lost several times because they what? nerfed. Well, it was before. So originally, Black Mage is an instant win, but yeah. um, they had oh, they, nerfed, they had it? nerfed it at one point, and it was not an instant win unless you had like a good group, oh. of very good Black Mages, and then it was kind of an instant win. So you had to have the right number of good Black Mages to uh, do that correctly because they they did. There was some nerf they did at some point to to nuking it. Yeah, when I won, I went in with uh, fourteen Black Mages. And we just time nuked and just pressed the win button. So I made the mistake of yelling on Asura here, what do you find fun in this game? And every response I got, Immortal Koopo, the game, Serta, sitting in town all day, Kirk, everything, Donatello, doing domain invasion, Ariko, knowing I'm better than everyone else, and Plundergoat said six. Oh, okay. <laughs> just six. a six. Just That's great. the number six. That's excellent. And, and Trollon just yelled, game fun, I do. Yeah, naturally. Yes, I'm glad that Sarah could help contribute to what is fun. That is, uh... I mean, sometimes people think that what's fun is being a really bad troll. Oh my god, Ronstadt just yelled. I have not seen Ronstadt yell in the longest time. Me either, he's been blacklisted I, I thought it was, for a long time. I thought, was, blacklist. I thought he was banned. We said he was banned. I don't know. Let me yell, let me yell, I thought he was banned. Wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if he got banned. Are you sure his name spelling is exactly the same? Because yeah, that, that's Ronstadt. Because there, there's a Splicey Ryan out there. Yeah, I've seen Splicey Ryan. It's a fucking lame-ass troll that can't do a better job. Do a better job, thank you. Yeah, but I mean, are you sure it's exactly Ronstadt? It's Ronstadt. He spells Stadt the same way, and it's Ron. It's, it's, it's Ronstadt. Does he not have a skill chain now? He goes, they're talking about Ninja Turtles now because of what I yelled. So he goes, my stepdad's oh, name is Don. I just think it's a cool name in general. And I have to lean around to yell uh, to read that because the laptop is in front of the screen. Yeah. And then someone yells, what are you doing, stepdad Don? Oh, but this is a server all over. This is, this is great. I just wanted to know what they find fun. And apparently this is the fun. This is the embodiment of a server fun. Man, I, I'm so glad that I evaluate my fun on an individual basis. Yeah, yeah. So what we were saying about um, wanting to be part of the group and being more than yourself and everything. Um, so there's limits. Yeah, don't be sheeple. Yeah. Um, That's how you get Azurans. Yeah. They're fun. Kind of like watching uh, Chernobyl. <laughs> well, I mean, it's actually like a lot of stillness. Like Chernobyl probably isn't actually fun to watch. Look at all the soot. Yeah, I mean, I guess there was a fire and then nothing. Is that is that graphite? Graphene? What is that? Yeah, man. It's graphite bars. Does it look like a bear's foot to you? Oh, no, it looks like an elephant foot, man. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I think it's an elephant's foot. Weird, my life expectancy just went down to zero. Wow, is it snowing? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, okay, let's see. Is there anything else here? Uh, Kaimond says, I like doing content I've never done before with Link Showmates. Even if I don't get any drops, it's just exciting to do something new to me. Yeah, I like exploring Odyssey. I can relate to that. Just trying the content for the first time. It was funny, too, because like, even the Tier 1, Tier 2 B15s, I remember like before... Well, we had different party members at the time, too. Like There was some hard carry action going on at some points, but... Uh, some of the tier one, tier two V15s actually like threw us for a loop for like a fight or two. And it was, it was disappointing to me because I figured that we would be able to just like roll right through them, but it happens and it happens to some groups, but it, it was really fun overcoming that and like 
learning the fights, all of them from tier one all the way up through tier four, um, as boring as Bumba was. Bumba was only boring because we had enough power to overpower him. If you don't overpower Bumba, he is a very bad time, and he's more challenged than other fights, but because you overpower him because of how he's built, he's very easy and boring. But if you don't, it's probably yeah. a, a wipe loss, get up, and finish him, which... Yeah, because you have to do like all the tier 3 mechanics in the fight to, yeah. to fight him the normal way. It's, you actually fight him with mechanics. Like Everyone is just stronger than the mechanics SE built. SE balanced this fight worse than the tier 3s, by far. Yeah. Bumba the tier should 3s be, are harder than Bumba. Yes, yeah, Bumba should be harder than the tier 3s, but they balanced him so poorly that he's a lot easier. I think that's one of the first times in this game that like something clearly designed to be a mega boss. Like I'm not talking about like Promethea, of course. But like I think this is the first time that like clearly the next tier up in content was actually easier than the content that came before it. Someone is sending me a fucking diatribe right now over this Ronstadt. I said, Ronstadt, I thought you were banned. And I'm getting all these tells from someone saying that they are on ADHD medicine and they're all better now. And like, I know who Richard, I don't know who this guy is. And he's sending me all these tells that he's better well, now. And it's like, good Richard, for you. Richard Wright is that same person, dude. Is he? Yes. Richard Wright has a ton of mules and they're, they all have that naming convention. Like that that person that that you had posted um, with with your meme or whatever in Abject's uh, trash channel. See, that's I, that's the same person who doesn't understand what a fucking afterglow is. Oh my god, is that the same person that said yes. that Gwen Stacy, Richard Wright, all of them? They are all the same person. I did not know that you did not know this. I didn't know this, so I just sent a Mattel saying Gwen Stacy. This is a development here. We we have a breaking news development here. Oh jeez. Well, that's good. Sure, what you're about to get is uh, uh you know, I, I didn't ask for this, I didn't ask for these tells to be sent, but I'm getting them, so might as well have fun. So, Kaimon said that, and Funk works here, good old Funkadunk says, <laughs> I like gearing up new job and researching it, learning how to play it. Yeah, that's fair. You know, is he actually doing that right now? I he didn't say he was, he just said, I like gearing up. Oh, a new job, I didn't see a. Uh, a new job and researching it. So, I mean, I agree because when I gear up a new job once every 10 years, uh, like Pup and Thief, which were the, the double feature here, Unexpected, uh, I enjoy, obviously, reading 200 pages of uh, Auction House Thread and and learning and talking to you about it and, and making a poor Lua I never, ever finish that, that still does the job. And... Uh, you know, I got to say, it's a lot of fun to do that. It's it's development. It's challenging. You get the the rewards of advancement and seeing yourself do better. Yeah, I actually that's actually like the biggest reason I hope they add something like chemists to this game. Like I don't want to go fun. into the theory crafting. It, well, it's because I want another job to learn. Oh. Like that would be awesome. That'd be so great. Chemist, Nayel yeah. says, big agree. Yeah, give me another job to heal on too, because I have I have no aversion to healing, so. Actually, in like my perfect strategies, I would probably be on White Mage every single time, if it were possible. So the last one I see here, I think, is from Estelle Etoile. Um Estelle says, learning new jobs and trying bizarre sets. My favorite was a silent set for a monk in an ambuscade. Cooking slash fishing to relax during downtime, or if I don't feel like I need to do other content. And I'll say, outside of the other sets things, so we're going to talk about it because we always do, and that's what we do. But just the ability to relax in this game. When you play 14 yeah. other shit, unless you stand in town and, and do a bunch of fucking dance moves and put on different, uh, you know, armor sets and, and dress up yourself 
and, and pretend you're partying in a, a virtual hangout. Uh, this game gives you the ability to relax in a way other games don't and uh, pace yourself at your own leisure and do whatever you feel like in any fashion possible and gravitate towards your own desires in a way that's, you know, rewarding and unique. So cooking and fishing during downtime, making a stupid shield and making sex wings plus one, you know, you can do that. <laughs> you can do that in this game and you can't do in other games. So it's just, that's what's fun is doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because it's so chill, you can just kind of AFK whatever too. Comes at a cost. Yeah. Like my game's almost always on, but it doesn't mean I'm always here. I just kind of get on here whenever I want. It's usually a pretty relaxed and chill experience. Until, you know, I'm falls deep in Odyssey and someone's dying in Columbia. I never got to tell back from Richard here about Gwen, so... Of course not. Of course not. Just don't bother talking to me if you're just going to pull that shit. So. Yeah, there's like there's like four or five characters. If yeah. I remember right. I just can't remember them all. Apparently he's saying that Celebrador, uh, Elrear, and Elabreth are different people who went off the deep end. I don't even know what he's talking about. He's just ranting on to me, but, you know, I, I get these tells nope. all the time, and I just don't know what to do with them because they're just off the wall. Not, I mean, this regardless, is of the, regardless of the person it's coming from, I can promise you right now that I do not care. It's not fun. This is the opposite of fun. Yeah, I just whatever. <laughs> they're taking something fun like yelling what's fun and sending random tells about, you know being better and when you say to someone i'm better now it doesn't sound like you're better now because yeah, i don't know this person and they're telling me they're better now so to be someone i don't know and say hey i'm better now doesn't sound like it sounds like you're a really yeah. bad cover of uh pearl jam you know can't find a better man you know you're just not better now <laughs> yeah it is kind of weird like i'm glad i don't get tells like that Honestly, you know, speaking of fun, I right get here, weird tell sometimes, but oh, I get fucking off the wall shit. I, I assume I, I assume I attract it. Uh, yeah, who wouldn't know? Speaking of fun, uh, so I'm in Rabau here as I've been the whole episode. Nalulu is fishing up tiny goldfish and black bubble eyes for the summer uh, event right now, and that's not something I've done in many years. And I actually had fun doing that. That was that was a good time. It was stupid. It's quick, um, but just it's something you don't ever do and can only do at a very limited time. So. There's just these weird things about just these dumb, stupid things that are fun, and you can't explain it, I think, sometimes. But it's just uh, getting a black bubble eye on your little your little pad that breaks. And, like, uh, personally, when that happens to me, I picture, because there's been animes. I watch anime. I love anime. Um, where, like, they're fishing up during a summer breeze festival, because obviously it's Japanese. And, like, the fish goes through the paper, and it's like, ah! Oh, you know? And it's just like, I'm like, ah! Oh, I get the I get the fish! You know, it's like oh, the, the the paper is this artificial difficulty that makes you feel so accomplished. And like, ah, <laughs> what the fuck? What do you mean, what the fuck? I know what you're talking about. Yeah, obviously. but it's, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, man, the paper. The paper. It's paper it's on a stick. Goldfish scooping. Bloop. All right, I think we're. Uh, yes. I think we're approaching it. Yep. Uh, so anything else to add, Fox? No, I don't think so. You know, I was very happy with this episode, although there were some definite negatives on my part. Yeah, like racism? Hey, I don't know. I mean, you know, if you, go, weird. if you go to a post office and you see that, what are you supposed to think? You're in line and two people are bothering someone about something and someone keeps scanning a bunch of random gift cards over and over. They have like a stack of gift cards. It's like, come on. What, what are you supposed to think I, in, that, in that situation? guess I'll go to UPS and save myself some time. No, UPS is dramatically more expensive, let me tell you. 
This oh, is yeah, this right. is the, we got the stamps already. This is to send send some cards in the mail. You know. To be completely honest, I don't really have a whole lot of thoughts on it because I almost never send packages. Well, if you would come, Fox, you would have been receiving one of these cards. But you know, <laughs> apparently you stood me up, and and Surge had to be my best man here. It's Not true. that he had to be; he was a very good best man, very great wingman. But you know, I invited the Fox Danger. You know, it's somebody had to. You know, the, there's no replacing the Fox. Daddy's love only goes so far. Yeah. I just wish things would have been lined up a, a little bit more. Yeah, uh, it, 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 on this end. it was my fault because I was just like, I decided one day, hey, we've been engaged for two years. We get married. And it was just like, hey, everyone, we're doing this. And it's like, well, I'm across the country and this is like two weeks notice. <laughs> which it is, it which was very, whatever. like very on, honestly, my schedule is pretty free to the point where like two weeks notice is fine. It just happened to not line up, unfortunately. I have to say, all there is to it. if you want to not be disappointed that people don't come, just give everyone no notice. And then uh, when they don't come, you'd be <laughs> like, oh, it's my fault. I gave no notice. They wouldn't have come. They would have come if they could. But, you know, I gave no notice. It's my fault. Right. Yeah. I live with that. You could have played yeah. pinball with me, Fox. I played it's pinball. True. Just know that I went to Mer's wedding and not yours. Oh. Get Rex son. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, if it, if it just would have lined up better in my life, it would have been I great. can't, I can't. I'm gonna cry myself to sleep. That one, that was a legitimate. I so. That was a legitimate. Oh, I believe so. Oh man, you know, I, it's it's you know, I knew you would always vary from the meta at some point, Fox. Oh, of course. That just happened to be your time to uh, to do it. Yeah, I think we're really done. Now. So, if anyone wants to email us, I, before you said that, I was gonna cut you off. I just want to see what you're gonna say. So, if anyone oh, wants okay. to email us, um. You know the the email, of course. It's this podcast at gmail.com. And if you don't know it, now you know it. And if you don't know it, please, why don't you know it? So <laughs> leave us a comment. I also, if it's if it's applicable, I did find out that you can reference this podcast on APA citation papers and not be marked down for it. You weren't marked down? I'm surprised. Your teacher must not be very good. It was great. So it was about the Japanese, uh, the, the, uh, the JPNA relations, uh, uh, video or whatever. Dude, if your instructor listened to that and listened to my intro, what did I even say? I must've said something like, you know, who knows? Like all I know is I got full points on it. A few episodes ago, I said, we're two fat bottom girls who make your rock and roll go round. I mean, what did your instructor listen to is the very first we're doing, we're doing cold opens now. I mean, what is your instructor? Yeah, but feel free to cite us if you need to on your, yeah. your professional college papers. <laughs> uh, I got to reference my own fucking podcast on a college paper. It's, it's a good thing this is before the Blue Peas thing, because your instructor wouldn't know what the fuck we're talking about. Yeah, for real. This episode, at this point, we're 45 episodes in. We're, we're, we're doing it for the, the, the listeners. We're not doing it for the instructors. What's this Blue Peas thing? I mean, 45 episodes deep, we got to have some sort of credibility at this point, right? Yeah, you can, uh, you know, cite us on a paper, which would be an interesting paper. I mean, you could do the Rua it episode. It was not an five. interesting paper. Oh, it wasn't? It, it, was, it was not an interesting you mean, paper. You didn't no. pick Rua's episode? That was episode five. No. That was single it, it wasn't a. It wasn't about it. I just had to write something about, uh, like, an intercultural experience or whatever. That's like oh, the this, is the intercultural, this is the intercultural yeah. experience you had. Yeah, I don't have many. Like I, I sit in an eight by eleven room all day. Fox, I've eaten so. bamboo shoots in a in a restaurant in Shanghai. Okay, I I can't imagine setting this podcast. That's <laughs> an inter- international experience. I've never been international, dude. You should come with Carrot and I. We'll go on vacation together. Oh man, 
That sounds delightful. Actually. I was telling her before the podcast, I go, honey, we should go to Alto Adige. And she's like, where? I go, Alto Adige. She goes, where's Alto Adige? Yeah, what the fuck is that? That's Northern Italy. It used to be part of the Austrian Empire until after World War One. It's predominantly German and Austrian and with a small dialect of languages. It's good for. Oh, Richard Wright got back to me. He said, huh? Um, that's all he said in 10 minutes. Um,. It has it's all year round tourism, skiing, cheeses, dairy farming, uh, amazing. They have the Dolomites, the mountain range, the Italian Alps. It, it's actually a beautiful place that everyone has never been there. Should go. They have uh, speck, their ham, their cured ham is a specialty. Just all the different things they have there. It's a combination of Italian and German, and it's, it's, it's a beautiful place. Sounds fancy. I've never been there, but I want to go there. Yeah, I've always had an interest in going uh, going abroad to places. Uh, I just never really found a good opportunity to. I like broads. Um, I can always pull the. <laughs> right. I can always pull the. My great grandparents was Italian line and say, "Hey, I belong here." I clearly wouldn't. Uh, I'm third generation. I belong here. Oh, fairly, fairly. Yeah. So anyway, thank you. I send the email. Um, send suggestions. Join the Discord. The link shell should be in the concierge. But if it is not in the concierge, then send us a tell. Our names are obviously obvious. I'm spicy, and that's Fox. So that I promise I won't just ignore you. If you want to be a guest or you have any suggestions or ideas or feedback or an email, anything like that, then hit us up. Uh, we have a YouTube that we put out battle content on as well. Sometimes we have when we get our era body down and stuff um, on top of our Kalunga and Gogmagog, we'll put that out. But I'm going to be putting our Bumba, Gogmagog and Henwin up probably by tomorrow. So if you subscribe to us on YouTube, not that I care if you subscribe, but subscribe follow us to be nice part of the thing uh do that otherwise i can't think of anything else so fox is it time for those famous words yeah later guys